Hello, it is Tuesday, October 23rd, and it's a beautiful one. And sure, watching football is fun, but it's much more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Mm -hmm. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. Mm -hmm. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot... Like me... <laughs> Todd. Like Todd. <laughs> like Todd. Like playing the numbers on the roulette, you can create a big parlay. You pick three teams or three bets, you win them, and you hit all three. You could turn $100 into $600. Hmm. You could turn $250 into $4,000. Wow. There's so much to bet on playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is the only bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. If you're on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. MyBookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you got to join now because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log on to MyBookie right now and double your money. Use promo code PAT, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code PAT. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, you need to sign up for my bookie. The place mm -hmm. is awesome. You can gamble on everything. Yep. There's another beat Pat McAfee coming on Thursday. We're kind of working out the kinks on what it is, but I think we'll have that figured out for you. Follow along on social media to find out. Diggs, what are you thinking? They have a really cool uh, prop bet up right there, <laughs> up, up on my bookie right now, of which of the NFL murderers will die first. Okay. It's Ray Carruth, O.J. Simpson, and Ray Lewis. Oh. It's a nice little prop bet on there this, this, they put out this morning on who would die first. That is a nice little prop bet. We will talk about Ray Carruth, who technically didn't murder anybody, but he definitely wanted somebody dead. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Two people dead because the lady was uh -huh. pregnant with uh -huh. a baby. Uh -huh. He did his time, though. He's come out. It'll be interesting to see how the world reacts to him because you're supposed to do you do the crime, mm -hmm. you do the time. Mm -hmm. He legitimately did his time. 20 years in jail, no longer in the NFL. I'm assuming he's very broke will people continue to slaughter and attack oh slaughter not a good word attack <laughs> ray caruth i don't know that's very interesting like do you trust our judicial system that 20 years in there he learned his lesson no. or is 20 years not enough for attempting to hire a hitman to kill your pregnant girlfriend i don't know i don't know i honestly don't know we don't know the situation the guy's gotta make a living how do you what's he do now he's gotta be he'll, he'll be in one of them he'll be like flipping wood in a warehouse or something like that he'll be in a warehouse yeah, yeah. he was a barber in prison Oh, might work for DoorDash, by the way. The people that have been, <laughs> that been showing up in my house have been freaking me out. I'm going to be honest. They've been freaking me out. It, it's, it's been freaking me out. It was a 45-minute delay on my DoorDash thing the other day, and I wanted to call and like yell at the guy. Mm -hmm. Guy answers. Sounds like he's straight off of, hey, why don't you have a seat right over there with Chris Hansen? <laughs> <laughs> Breathing hard into the phone. like <sighs> He's using one of them gaming mm -hmm. earpieces mm -hmm. things. And I'm like, do you think DoorDash checks to see if this guy's on that little pedophile list or no not to way. deliver my Bob Evans that's right down the street? <laughs> I have no idea. It took me two hours, but I didn't want to fight with the guy's fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, fall is here. As you switch out your wardrobe, don't neglect your underwear. Now is the perfect time to upgrade or restock your drawers with all new fall colors and prints from Tommy John. Tommy mm. John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you have ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men's and and women's underwear sport a no wedgie guarantee, comfortable stay put waistbands, and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather light, moisture wicking, breathable, and designed to move.
move with you, not against you. Mm-hmm. That means there's no bunching and no riding up. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. So what have you got to lose? That includes their new life-changing women's underwear, now fully back in stock. Before you spend another dime on cheap, Bullshit. Heat trapping multi pack underwear. Remember, there's a better way to take care of your goods. Tommy John. No adjustment needed. So hurry to TommyJohn.com slash America now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash America for 20% off only at TommyJohn.com. TommyJohn.com slash America. It will change the way your goods feel, by the way. Tommy John is incredible. They're fantastic. This past weekend was an awesome one for me. Uh I got a chance to do a lot of really cool stuff. I mentioned last weeks on last week's podcast Uh that i have something huge coming up on sunday but i haven't even really got to think about it because so much happened that is true let me set this the story behind the uh pappy grandpa mcafee uh (laughs) three field goals for seventy thousand that happened on sunday at the colts game we'll talk about vinatieri helping out old nicky boy oh yeah big time hard big time nick saw Derek anderson playing quarterback coming into the colts building and hammered the under vinatieri misses two extra points doesn't get sent out for a field goal. All of a sudden, it's a half a point under the over-under. Am I correct? Yeah, and I know how much that record means to him. So that meant a lot to me <laughs> that he would be willing to put that off another week to give me a win. And that record meant a lot to me, too. I stayed for that entire fucking game hoping to win the Me and Todd were accosting people that were yes. leaving Lucas Oil Stadium early when there was still a ch- All Vinny needs is five more points. Mm-hmm. And there was like seven minutes left in the game. Yeah. We had the ball very easily could have went down, kicked a field goal. Now all we need is two points with five minutes left. There's another chance for Vinatieri. That all-time leading score that Vinatieri could have got in Sunday's game, people were just leaving. Like they were trying to beat the fucking traffic. This is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> Get your fucking ass back in the seats. That's those, what we were saying. Those Colts fans are like those horrible – Parents, you know, like you're like, hey, mom and dad, I, I won the Nobel Peace Prize. You want to come to the ceremony? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> What's the traffic going to be? Washington, uh, <laughs> fucking wherever it is. Yeah. What's the traffic like on the way out? I think if we get a head start, we can miss the Nobel Peace Prize, but we'll see the beginning and then we'll be able to get out of there before everybody else. Yeah. That was honestly what happened, but yeah. turns out. Just like I thought, Vinatieri has a hurt groin. Mm-hmm. I was, I he called it right away. Too. I literally was watching him kick, and I'm like, "Oh, looks like he's hurt. Looks like Vinatieri's hurt." And it turns out I was 100 percent right. Coming out of halftime, he was late, mm-hmm. which would have never happened. I'm like, "Oh, Vinny's hurt. Vinny's very." Mm-hmm. And then you watch the ball fly. It's like, "Oh, he's definitely." And then after the game comes out, he has a hurt groin. Doesn't get the points record. Don't know what the Colts are going to do for the next couple of weeks. Well, I gotta. I got a banger of a poem coming out as soon as Vinatieri gets that right. <laughs> Foxy and I really want to work on it. We took our time on it. I feel pretty good about it. It's very good. It's a very good. And we thought we were going to be able to release it this past weekend. I was excited. Maybe it happens at the Raiders this weekend if he powers through this groin injury. By the way, snow game kick, Oakland Raiders, John Gruden. Yep. All-time leading scorer, potentially. Raiders, John Gruden. Mm-hmm. So that would be a nice coming of age story for the $100 million coach. Fuck them. Who knows? The Bills did their best to help Benny, too. The Bills? To the- Boy. Five turnovers. They're yeah. just handing the ball over. Nathan Peterman, Derek Anderson, Colin Kaepernick still not in the NFL. <laughs> still not in the NFL. Nope. And I am... 
I am not a big like, yo, Colin Kaepernick deserves a chance yeah, guy yeah. because I think with every decision you make, there are repercussions. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe there Absolutely. are repercussions, especially in a business, right? This is a business. The NFL is a business. <laughs> Nick, we'll get to your <laughs> decisions too. But I, I do believe it, all these terrible quarterbacks playing football on a regular basis mm-hmm. only feeds the narrative, though, that like, hey, there's a guy. Literally, there's a you know him. He's in every fucking game. He's in a commercial of every fucking game. He's a very tall, athletic guy. Can he make all the throws? No, but can your quarterback? No, definitely not. Your quarterback's completing it to the other team more often than not. You should think about maybe bringing this guy. It's tough not to think Colin Kaepernick is still out there. Neither here nor there. Yeah. Bills suck. Bills Mafia doesn't deserve it. Why Josh Allen not plays? He hurt? Yeah, his elbow's hurt. Okay, makes sense. All right, good. He went to, he went to doctors James Andrews, so you know it's legit. That guy gets everybody. The marketing that motherfucker has over the orthopedic <laughs> world of all, time. of all time. The greatest of all time. A few weeks. He'll be back. I tried to get my knee done by him. Yeah. I literally got put on like a waiting list. <laughs> I was so far down. And like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll have my assistant doctor check it out. I'm like, well, I'm not coming for the fucking John Jackson, who's the assistant of James A. I'm coming for you, bub. You know, it was a very interesting dynamic. Got mine. Uh, Dr. Quiltwhite here in Indianapolis, Indiana, did a great job. Did a fine job. Did a fine job on my knee. I'm right back in the game. Literally punting balls very well right now. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but before the Colts game, a 70-year-old man, 80-year-old man maybe. I don't know how old that old balls guy was. I'd say he was on the Mayflower, so he's pretty old. 80, <laughs> low 80s. Yeah, from Baltimore. <laughs> 1987. But I got a chance to uh, do something with the Colts, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. The Colts' new PR guy, Matt Conti, is a friend of mine. He was the he was the assistant PR guy for the Colts whenever I was there. He was the one who was told that he had to come talk to me <laughs> whenever they weren't happy with something that I did. So he and I, we built up a friendship. He yeah. gets it. Yeah, by yeah. The way. He's a guy that gets it. Mm-hmm. He understands that these are jokes, that I'm not offending anybody. There's nothing bad happening. It's just jokes. But he and I, he became the head PR guy. So now he's trying to basically mend fences between me and the Colts, mm-hmm. which is a cool thing because Very I had cool. quite a – Hard feeling towards the Colts leaving because, A, I was getting fined by a barbarian for bullshit uh-huh. where he was terrible at his job. B, I didn't enjoy the way they just hand out number one jerseys to everybody, which they still do. <laughs> still do. I saw, 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 saw a lot of one jerseys just being handed the, the out. The bridge needed some construction. Yes. So <laughs> Conti is trying to basically mend fences. Like, hey, listen, Colts have done a lot of good for you, Pat. And I'm like, I agree. The Colts have done a lot. They, the Ursay, Jim Ursay and I have never had any beef. Mm-hmm. The Ursay family has taken care of me well. I've also done a lot for the Colts, though. Conti he sees that, right? So they asked me two weeks ago, they're like, here's what we're thinking. First, uh, we have this sh- uh, shoot with Bud Light before the game. Uh, basically, it's like a friendship test with Bud Light. Will you come be the host of that? I'm like, absolutely, sure. They're like, fine. Uh, they paid me for it, which is really cool. Yeah. And then a day later, they're like, hey, that same day you're coming to do the Bud Light thing, is there any way we could potentially do a cancer research fundraiser with you? I was like, absolutely, right? Because I've done a lot of work with the military. I think I'm at like seven hundred and fifty, maybe $800,000 that I've donated to military foundations uh-huh. throughout my career, uh, whether it's tickets and money and scholarships and all that shit. So I, but I kind of, although I still will continue to help military foundations, my foundation does that. I kind of want to also help out cancer because I got a chance to check out my family tree. And I've always said this, that son of a bitch is not tall. And uh-huh. the, the gardener of that thing, the landscaper of that tree, the one that saw vroom, sawing them all down is cancer. So it's, it's something where I kind of wanted to pivot towards and not pivot, but also help that out. So they said, here's the idea we have basically 
Just like in Jackass, Johnny Knoxville, bad grandpa. Uh-huh. You put on a grandpa thing. Mm-hmm. You saw the Uncle Drew thing. You'll put on this old man mask that we're going to buy. It'll be a good mask. I promise it'll be a good mask. You'll go out. You kick a uh, 20-yard, 30-yard, and a 40-yard field goal off of a tee. We'll donate 70000 if you do that. If not, we'll donate 30000 If you only hit two out of the three, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Sounds good to me. In between that conversation and then... I had to go to the WWE. I had to do a full meeting with like two different companies. Uh-huh. I had to travel to like three different cities. I didn't even think about this app. Completely forgot it was even really happening until about Saturday. I didn't know about it until Friday. You're like, yep, you're going to be filming this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I retired so I could focus more on these types yeah, of things. Yeah. But what turns out happening is just so many things just start lining up that yep. it can't even happen. So on Saturday, I'm literally sitting at my house. And I'm like, oh, f- Fuck, dude. <laughs> when was the last time you kicked a ball off a tee? Because it's a very different ball game. People that don't understand. I'm always at a bigger disadvantage than a person who has no idea how to kick. Because uh-huh. to them, just kicking a ball off a tee, they're just kicking something. It's For me, that inch difference is a huge difference when you're kicking a ball. It's like, I, I started like almost like, oh, fuck, $70,000 on the line for cancer research, bro. This could be helping a lot of people. And you're just going to wing it? You are you haven't kicked a fucking ball off a tee in two years? You're just going to wing it? So I like got up out of bed, and I was like, Sam, I need you to come shag some balls. <laughs> she was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm going down to the barn because it was so windy, so the yeah. ball wouldn't stay on the tee. So I had to go down to the barn and kick out of the barn <laughs> into my backyard. I kicked two balls off of a tee I had, and I was like, yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll see how it goes. We're good. We're good. So I go there Sunday. I do the Bud Light shoot beforehand. We end up awarding a guy named Ryan and his uh, fiance Cecily yep. from Texas sideline passes because they knew each other. It was like a newlywed game. Uh-huh. That video should be pretty good, by the way. Yep. That should be a pretty cool video. Then I go into the, the stadium, and it was all so rushed so quick. Everything was very quick. As soon as I do that Bud Light thing, we go right inside for the cancer research thing. Uh-huh. I sit down in a green room, basically in the basement of Lucas Oil Stadium. It was huge, by the way. The amount of room that they give these people who aren't on the team is insane. It was bigger than <laughs> it was bigger than the Colts. How big was that fucking room? We had? about the size of a locker room. It was the size of a locker room. I had a flat screen TV. I had Dasani Waters. The uh-huh. Colts. It was like first class operation. I'm like, this is so nice. Thank you. As soon as I get in there, Blue comes in. Colts mascot blue. Mm-hmm. He comes in with this grandpa mask, my outfit, my costume. And they're like, all right, we're up in 14 minutes. I'm like, 14 minutes? I haven't even put this fucking mask on yet. So I put the mask on, and it's fantastic. Uh-huh. As everybody has seen, this mask is fantastic. Uh, yes. Absolutely great. It fooled everyone. Everyone. But there was no practice kicks beforehand because there was no time None. or place to do it. Mm-hmm. There was no time or place to do this. So I put the mask on. We walk out to the little thing. I am no... No more than 13 minutes after I put that mask on, I am in front of 60,000 people, right? So we walk out with the cane. The whole thing, Blue drew that skit up, by the way. Incredible job by him. He knew it was going to do well on the internet and has. Very thankful for Blue and the Colts asking me to do that. So I get out there, and they're like, the first one you should definitely miss in the first one, I toe poke it, <laughs> and I realized that when I look down with that mask, the mask slides up. So literally, the mask was just on my face, molded to my face. Anytime I look down, all I don't know what that is. What sil- so silicone? Like rubber. It's like a rubbery. Yeah. Anytime I would look down, it would push the mask up. Right. So I looked down for that first one. And I realized, oh, I can't even see that fucking ball right there. I kicked it. I toe poked. I couldn't even see it. So now it's basically like a half blindfold. Like I can see the ball, but then as soon as I look down, it just gets blocked by the mask and then I have to kick it. 
So like after the first one, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we could have never accounted for this. We could have <laughs> never thought about this mask blinding me every single time. So then the second one I go to kick and it was just like whenever I did the Guinness World Record blindfold thing. It was just like I took a picture of where the ball was and then I kicked it. (laughs) And I was like, all right, good. And then we run back to the next one. And at the 30-yard line, we had a little trouble there. Someone couldn't put a ball in the fucking tee. The tees tees weren't... The best tees. I saw you get. I could. The mask was on, but I could see you getting frustrated under the mask. Like, get the fuck out of the way. I'll put it on the tee. Well, the ball. <laughs> there was a lot of things happening, but me not being able to see the balls was very interesting. Uh, we could have never accounted for yeah. it. Make the thirty yarder. Make the forty yarder. Finally, and then the mask reveal. The city was awesome. It was just the stadium eruption. By the way, very very cool. It was uh-huh. a cool pop by them. But it was such a an incredibly cool day with the Colts. It was like really awesome to be back with them. It was. It was just, it was fun. It was very fun. We did something really cool. The Ursa family and the Colts donated $70,000 to the IU Simon Health Cancer Research Center. Uh, if I wouldn't have made all three, they would have just donated 30, 35000 I believe. So it was just pretty, it was pretty cool to be back there. But there's no way we could have accounted for the mask sliding up and me not being able to see. It was an insane situation. <laughs> it was, an, I was like, oh, fuck. There's a lot of people watching right now. And I can't see you damn thing but i was very very the internet loved it the they internet enjoyed it. it and then the anvil smack it was awesome was undefeated great. whenever i hit the anvil <laughs> beat the hell out of the bills let's keep it moving gets the bills and the browns i saw yeah yeah hey they bring you in for the t- heavyweights hey, listen, I, <laughs> I do some scouting hey pat you want to hit the anvil who are we playing Patriots. i'm out don't <laughs> i'm out i want winners only bro winners only it was a cool day though the guys here got a chance to go to the game, enjoyed a little bit. Yeah, that, uh, thank you for that. Thank yeah. you to the Colts. That was uh, mm-hmm. a very nice atmosphere. The Colts gave us a sweet. The Colts do well. Colts gave us a sweet. It was a little difficult because um, I'm on this keto diet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So stadium food is tough. <laughs> yeah. There was a pizza just sitting oh. right there. The Colts supplied us with food and drink. Very, very nice. And the Colts, it was a first class. Mm. I've never been treated that good by the Colts. <laughs> it was first class. You walked in there. You just grabbed the hamburger patty, started eating yeah, it out of your hand. Only, I was going to say, that's the only thing you could do. I was like, yeah. what Hey, you're a savage. Have some respect. For who? For you guys? <laughs> Yourself. What are you talking about? Just grabbing meat, hunks of meat, and it didn't out of your hand like an animal. He's a ketosis. He has to do that. Yeah, that's well, what ketosis. that or mac and fried mac and cheese bites. <laughs> oh, pizza? Pizza or nachos, tenders, cheese, and chili. <laughs> oh, my God. It all looks so good, by the way. It was good, yeah. It was sure. a beautiful day, though. Colts get a big win. Mm-hmm. Vinatieri doesn't get the record, but mm-hmm. we raise a bunch of money. The internet seemed to love it. But, oh, man, that whenever just know that there was a lot of panic. It was a lot very similar to that panic that happened at IU Bloomington when I took two edibles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like uh, these people have no clue how close this is <laughs> to being a full fail moment. It was awesome though. Very thankful for Blue and the Colts. Very very thankful. I want I want to talk about something that happened this Good. weekend. Mm-hmm. What okay. is it? This is a for the brand um, announcement. Okay. Okay. For the brand announcement. Okay. This is from a CFL article. Oh. And I actually wrote this. I wrote this out because I wanted to make sure I get all my thoughts clear. Okay. So what you're hearing is me reading something that I wrote and my thoughts about it. Move over, Adam Vinatieri. Pro football has a new all-time place-kicking king is the first line of this CFL article about Lewis Ward making 45 consecutive field goals and passing Vinny's consecutive field goal record. It's very impressive, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Very, very impressive that Lewis Ward of the CFL has kicked 45 consecutive field goals. Very impressive. But that is very clearly a CFL record. Vinny has the NFL record. This is apple to oranges. Yes, kicking footballs through uprights is the constant, but the vastly different environments is what matters here. Kicking is a head game, a mental battle between human and ball. And pressure is a real thing. We see it every single weekend. So although what Lewis Ward has done is impressive and warrants a potential shot in the NFL, in a situation where the punter kicks off for him because he's got a little bit of a baby leg, it is nowhere near (laughs) kicking in the NFL. Billions of dollars being on the line. Avatars running four twos off of the edge. Millions of people watching, not 10,000, not 2,000, millions of people watching. It's just a very different animal entirely. At J.H. Gills tweeted me and said, it is very similar to when they said Ichiro beat Pete Rose's record for hits, but they also included his Japanese league at bats. Like, these are two different animals. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate them coming at Adam Vinatieri on this first fucking... I'm a, I'm a fan of the CFL because they follow me and all that. I almost unfollowed him, though, and told him to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Move over, Adam Vinatieri. Pro football has a new all-time place kicking king. Like, yo, you better chill the fuck out. Lewis Ward, very impressive what he has been mm-hmm. able to do. But in a game that revolves around pressure... You cannot compare what a CFL record is to an NFL record. You, cannot, you just can't do that. The fact that they even did that makes you want to make them not even a league anymore. Like CFL, you're not even a league anymore mm-hmm. because of the stupidity. But I think that what they were trying to do is get a little hype for their guy, which I respect. He was once a security guard for the stadium he's currently kicking in. <laughs> now he's kicking in there, has a record. But I, don't, I just don't think it is anywhere near comparable. I think it's impressive, but it is nowhere near what happens in the NFL. No, that was clearly a clickbait headline. Line just to get people to even look at anything from the CFL. Yeah, exactly. What do they got? They got probably and now. Let's let's assume that some Canadian stadiums are very windy. Yes, some Canadian stadiums are probably a nightmare to mm-hmm. kick in. They might have seven thousand, fifteen thousand fans in the stands. Who knows? That's like a high school game in Texas. Mm-hmm. But to compare it to a game that is being broadcasted on a national TV with millions of people watching, millions of dollars on the line, billions of dollars possibly on the line, 60,000, 70,000 people in the stadium alone. I just have no idea how they can even compare the two. And they are, by the way. They are running with it. They are running with it very hard that he beat Adam Vinatieri's record. It's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You did not. You have a CFL record. You don't have an NFL. Did they double down in the article, or was it just the headline? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. They continued. Huh. They're talking about how it... Because it is impressive. I would like it to be known. Yeah. To be that consistent at your job, no matter what your job is, is impressive. Sure. But to take a shot <laughs> at Vinatieri? the fuck out of here, I bro. bet you the kicker's not happy they did that. Who? Lewis Ward? Yeah. I bet you he is excited. You think he is? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No. I think if you have any any... If you just know who you are, they, they should not have Humility. compared him to self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness. That's it's the word. Use the word for. king. Like, oh, a dude. king rules a kingdom. This guy's not like, even in the NFL. Yeah, you're like president of your homeowners association or something. You know, <laughs> it's like comparing that to a king. You know what I mean? It's like you're in a different realm there. So Maybe I, Lord. I made contact. <laughs> I made contact on all my pitches 
Yeah, in the Frontier correct. League? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there any MLB player that has made contact 100% of the times he's at bat? No, no you're no, the hit king. That's true. So I'm a professional, and in professional baseball, I have the highest percentage of contact best, with the ball. Best contact hitter of all time. Of all time. Yeah. That's what it would be like if with the mm-hmm. CFL thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about done with their bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on follow. I did not appreciate it. I, I just wanted that to be. I had to get that out early. Good. Because I was not. CFL actually sent me that. Sent uh, me that to read. They mm. DM'd it. They're like, here's something you might be interested in. <laughs> and I read the first line. I almost sent back. Why don't you just quit fucking Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you not? I was not happy about it. And you're giving the guy respect as far as a kicker. Like, that's an impressive feat. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive yeah. feat. He had a 52-yarder, too, to seal the deal, which was his first 50-yarder of the entire thing. So... <laughs> that that kind of says yeah, all of, There's yeah, a lot yeah. of things I want to say right. Because Vinatieri hit like 650 yarders yeah, yeah. in the first 20 Because I was a part of that consecutive record Just for future reference mm-hmm. They sent me that message just taking a shot at Vinatieri He was like, oh, oh you, know, you, you know, I was holding for <laughs> You know, I'm a part of that record So you want to come at us Let's not, let's not get crazy Oh, what, what, your team might lose the fucking 45th Grey Bowl? Nobody knows the fuck that is. Uh, Are the uprights wider in the CFL too? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm really not sure. I have no idea. I want to. I enjoy watching CFL football because it's football on when NFL isn't on. So I, I understand the CFL thing, but it's like, come on, bro, to act like you're even on the same level there. Let's let's please relax a little bit. Let's. Let's please pipe down. Speaking of piping down, there's a head coach for this Cleveland Browns team uh, who needs to just shut the hysterical. fuck up. Hysterical. Fourth overtime in seven games for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> They've technically played more football than anyone else this year. Yep. From all of us watching their training camp through hard knocks, I feel like we are a part of this team now. You know? Mm-hmm. We all have been forced to kind of have a, a, a little bit of a feeling towards this team. We have our favorites. But pulling for the Browns not to suck seems to be a common thing amongst all fans. Now. Yeah, I would agree. After Hard Knocks, it kind of yeah. it made them humans. It humanized them. We're yeah. all like, you know what? We, we all want the dog pound to be a little bit happy. <laughs> sure. We kind of like them. From the hot gut to Baker Mayfield being electric, they are a very lovable team. Let's talk about the only thing in my eyes that hasn't been exactly lovable. And that's Hugh Jackson's <laughs> lack of self-awareness. <laughs> it started in episode one of Hard Knocks when he said, I'm going to win here. I know it was something I mentioned at one point, that mm-hmm. that really stuck yeah. out. Because it was the first time I'd ever heard a coach use I mm-hmm. instead of we. Because I think the coach is mostly the person who should be preaching that this is a, a we thing and not an I thing. Sure. So as soon as he said that, I knew that this was going to be an issue. But that's the Hugh Jackson difference. After this latest game, he said he wanted to take back control of the offense, basically saying he wants to cuck Todd Haley. Although rumors on the street would say Todd would like that personally. (laughs) Professionally, that is just a wild lack of self-awareness. Swinging Todd Haley's offense in 2017, ranked eighth in the NFL. Hugh Jackson's? 32nd, <laughs> dead last. Now, I know there are outliers, Ben, A.B., Lev Bell being just a few, but Todd was hired for a reason, to groom Baker into an incredible QB. Mm-hmm. A QB's first coach is huge in its development. B.A. was Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck's first quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Jared Goff and McVay, you see what has happened there. Mm-hmm. Tom and Belichick. And now Hugh wants to take away a brilliant offensive mind from Baker Mayfield, jeopardizing Baker's entire career because he's scared he's going to get fired 
from not being relevant with that Browns team, mm-hmm. and also a complete lack of self-awareness. Hugh, come the fuck on. <laughs> You're the only thing that is hateable in that entire... Bra- the dog that runs through the office. Love him. Uh-huh. <laughs> GM chewing gum obnoxiously. Mm-hmm. Love him. Brad Paisley making a terribly <laughs> awkward appearance. Love it. Snoop Dogg. Everything seems to be lovable for the Browns, except for the head coach who has zero self-awareness. This is absurd. This is just absolutely absurd. Hugh might forget that he was also calling the plays when they went 1-31. 0-16! 0-16. Here, here, you want it? I'll give you every year that Hugh Jackson was a play caller okay, in the okay. team's record. Uh, 2003, Washington, 5 and 11. Mm-hmm. 2007, Atlanta, 4 and 12. Raiders in 2010 and 2011, 8 and 8, both years. 2014, Bengals is the first time with a winning record 10, 5 and 1, they lose in the wild card. Bengals in 2015, 12 and 4, losing the wild card. Then the Browns, 1 and 15 and 0 and 16. This guy, this guy. There's a lot of ability to point the fingers, right? You can start pointing fingers, but at some point, you know, you there's three fingers pointing back. Like, <laughs> oh, it's the team sucks. Yup. Oh, this sucks. This sucks. Quarterback sucks, which is a big deal. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. But if you just have a trend of terrible, like at some point, you got to have some self-awareness and be like, yo, this is my fault. This is 100% my fault. And now he wants to cuck Todd Haley? Todd Haley has got them more ties than Hugh Jackson ever got. He, mm-hmm. Whenever he said, I know I'm going to win here, he should just said, I know I'm going to tie here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know it can be, it's so, like, there's no credit given. Like, maybe it's his superior call uh, or play calling that's got them to the point they are from 0-16. Like, to have two yeah, wins and to have been in decisions. every game. Todd Haley coached that Arizona team to a Super Bowl. Granted, they lost, but they were built entirely on offense. Mm-hmm. They had no defense on that team. Todd Haley is a wild character. And we saw it in the Hard Knocks episode when Hugh Jackson said, when you're sitting in that chair, I can see how you feel, but when you're in this chair, I'm in charge. And Todd Haley, he bowed down. Because mm-hmm. that could have been a moment where Todd Haley goes like, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> he could have, but he didn't. he didn't. By the way, he could have, he didn't. He bowed down to that. And now, in return, Hugh Jackson's going to do this. You, you, that Four overtimes games means there are four plays away from him, four more wins. Correct. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. that means. Right. That, and, and I think if you listen to Cleveland Browns fans, they are so excited about the potential mm-hmm. of this team after what they've had to suffer with Hugh Jackson's offense the last couple of years. And now, just because a guy bangs a 59-yarder, by the way, yep. Catanzaro. After he missed a 36 30, yes. yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. How, or maybe it was a 30-yarder. I'm not It was sure. It was in the 30s. But he misses that. He hits a 59-yard field goal there. That's the only reason why Hugh Jackson's speaking there, is because of roll of the dice hits and it's just absurd to me that Hugh Jackson has no clue no clue there's nobody on his team like yo shut the fuck up <laughs> just sit there and just hope that you win a game and this will be a hundred percent two hundred percent maybe three hundred percent better than what mm-hmm. you've fucking done here I saw something else too that was like the second half of that game uh they had one of their best offensive halves did, of yeah. the year like only one punt they had two touchdown drives mm-hmm. and I think a field goal drive and apparently he's on very thin ice. Hugh is in Cleveland. He should be. As soon yeah. as he said that, he should have been fired. He, he should have been like, listen, Hugh, we've had about enough of you, bro. You, you're saying you want to go do more now? No, 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 no. We're trying to make you do a lot less. Like, get the fuck out of our city. That would be awesome if that happened. It's no secret that I was not the hugest fan of Todd Haley in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but he clearly has made the Cleveland Browns offense much better than it was with Hugh. 
And Hugh, as a Steelers fan, Hugh coming in to help with the offense, super excited. <laughs> super excited for me. Bring him in. And as a head coach who is an offensive guy, and you say that now you're going to start helping with the offense, what the fuck have you been doing like during the week? Aren't you sitting in an offensive meetings and probably helping with the game plan? I hope not. Like for Baker Mayfield's sake, I hope he's not helping at all. Like I hope he's just out of there. It's just, it's just why this guy, this fucking guy. If Hugh gets fired, though, do you think Todd gets the job? Yes, for sure. Todd or Greg? I mean, they're but they've both been head coaches. Todd Haley would be the head coach over Greg Williams, strictly with the the way it would look if Greg yeah. Williams was to be hired. And I I'm excited for the Todd Haley being the head coach of a team again. I mean, I like I do like Todd as a head coach. Do you think when Todd sits down, he drops that same line? You guys are in those seats, and I'm rising. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're definitely dogging you the first like Fuck three weeks. Yeah. Todd doesn't have meetings in the facility. You go out in the parking lot and you huddle around his Camaro. <laughs> you're fucking ripping Marlboro Reds <laughs> flicking him on other guys' cars dude he's the best man. he's the best but the thought that Hugh Jackson thinks he's the answer because that's what he was saying yeah pretty much Hugh Jackson is saying that yeah. I'm the answer mm-hmm. this is Hugh Jackson being an I guy not a we guy again mm-hmm. well because even if you are going to start doing that why are you announcing it at a press conference no yeah this is just like Hugh Jackson not getting told information because he was leaking it to the media last year. They weren't. They were scared to tell him things because he was the snitch to the media. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, the teams have done this before. Like Ty hasn't McCarthy gone back and forth oh, and yeah. playing he, calls? Yeah, a bunch he does of it like almost every year. It seems like, but yeah, he does do it a lot. He'll relinquish play calling at the start of the year, and then like by week eight or week <laughs> nine, he wants to do it again. So we'll see. But, I don't know. But I'm sure it's not something he publicly. Correct, that's what I'm saying. He's never done no, it. no, He's never yeah. thrown the coordinator under the bus. No, definitely. not. Not. He doesn't go, well, you know, Todd Haley doesn't have much of a track record. I do, though. <laughs> yeah, Which is a wild statement since he has a better head coaching record than Hugh. <sighs> this dude's the worst. I came you around it, on him. Nope, you called it episode one and you should have stuck to that. I know, I came around on Hugh Jack City, which is a rap song if you want to listen to it. <laughs> I came around on him and I should I should have known no. that when, when bullets start flying, guys that say I instead of mm-hmm. we will throw people under the bus mm-hmm. every single time. That's the way I guys are. He's just trying to buy another week to save his job. Yo, just like the Jaguars, bro. Dude, They're a bunch of yikes. I guys down there throwing Whoa. everybody under the bus, man. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey said to the media, you guys walk in here, you see what's going on in here between uh, each other and the coaches. It's like, we don't. Can you tell us? what? Because <laughs> he kept saying, you can see it. It's obvious what's happening. It's like, I was like, are you guys fighting with each other or the coaches? Who's mm. fighting who? Like, what's going on? I think that Jacksonville Jaguars uh, locker room has become just a nightmare, just like what would happen in Seattle. Mm-hmm. This seems to be the same thing that happens, right? Seattle's defense was their thing, their thing. Legion of Boom right. led them to success. Jacksonville Jaguars' defense led them uh-huh. to success. Mm-hmm. You pay Russell Wilson, you play, you pay Blake Bortles. 18 million. Blake Bortles is getting 18 million. Yep. Russell Wilson probably in that same area there. Then the defense sees that and they're like, you're paying this motherfucker more than us and we are the reason we're here. And then all of a sudden, when you're supposed to keep business out of it, you're supposed to keep business out of it, business starts lurking in, especially whenever you got a lot of big personalities in there and it's only a matter of time before all shit hits the fan. And that's it makes sense because it can't just be as good as Leonard Fournette is. It can't just be that Leonard Fournette's gone, that they, they've unraveled. Well, no, I mean... There was a so reason has to be why more shit like that people didn't on. believe in the Jaguars last year, and it's, it's it's always been Blake Bortles. Like Blake Bortles, early in his career, got a great stats because they were always behind late in games and they were throwing late in the games. And there was some point where he he stopped knowing how to throw. Like I don't know what happened, <laughs> but but then it came back and then it, it left again. For, yeah, but then you could also tell they didn't trust him last year because during the playoffs they just didn't. You could tell they don't trust him, bro. That Patriots game, the kneel down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they could have either traded for Teddy or got Teddy before the season for three dollars. 
You know, they literally, Jets literally got Teddy for three dollars. Yeah. Uh, you know what names floating out there? Who? Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Kaepernick is still out there. You put him running quarterback with the Jaguars with a good defense. Even though their defense is getting torn apart, by the way. Yes. They keep talking. Another hundred yard rusher. They keep talking shit on you. That defense hates each other too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why how that happens. That defense hates each other. It seems like they. It's, it's a lot of egos. A lot of egos. And when you're playing together, those egos are fine. When, when you're winning. Yes. That's what I meant. Everybody makes fun of front runners. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, he's a front runner. He's a front runner. That means he wins a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. That person, the front runner, they win a lot. But it does, it is a real thing. Whenever front runners, people who are used to succeeding, start failing, you learn a lot about people. And that Jaguars team is failing quickly. I hate to see it. You hate to see it with all those loyal fans for years and years and years that are real chirpy. When <laughs> you are real chirpy. Real chirpy. That fucking fan base when they're winning. Uh, they're going to end up for in a England. Long time. They're going to end up in England somehow. Tom Coughlin's going to probably reboot that whole team. That team's going to start back at zero, and those fans are like, oh, we were are. back for a fucking year. <laughs> we were back for just a second, and now we're, we suck again. <laughs> My sources, rumors, Oh, they're just, they just floated out to me. You know, Just a little floater floater. Mm-hmm. Tom might bring Eli down. Oh, boy. <laughs> That'll help. That dude's terrible. That'll smooth oh, everything man. right over. Eli is so bad. Man. Why is he so bad? Because he's so old. That's what it is. He's right? lost. All, any, anything that he had in his arm is gone. Well, and he's not mobile at all, and their line is just yeah, he's so a bad. So there's self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. How come Eli didn't just realize that it's it's done? Why, how come Eli hasn't just realized that it, the time has come? I just imagine he's probably so competitive, he probably can't admit that and to himself. And you know himself. why? Checks, you think, really? checks don't bounce. Checks don't bounce, guys. <laughs> and especially after seeing what Peyton did. Yeah. To come back after that injury and just, you know, pull a few more years out and play at that high level. I think he probably sees that and he's like, I think I can Peyton, do it. I think Peyton played one more year too long, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah last sure. year, there was yeah, a lot of handoff. Not, yeah, a lot of great. handoff. A lot of handoff. That defense won that Super Bowl for them. A lot yeah. of handing off. Which, by the way, you can call a guy a system QB or you can just say whatever's successful. That was successful Correct. with them. For Eli, they still got him doing shit that it was like 10 years ago. It's like, yo, Eli can't do that anymore. But if they do anything against Eli, they have the entire PR, the Manning PR firm against them. It's When Geno Smith went in for Eli last year, you would have thought, you would have fucking thought that Aaron Rodgers was getting benched. <laughs> For Geno Smith. You would have thought that Tom Brady was Mm -hmm. getting benched for Geno Smith. The way the world acted was insane. It was absolutely... Now, is Geno Smith the answer? No, 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 no. I don't think so. But people were just... The the PR around Eli Manning still is so strong. What do you think Payne tells him, too? He's top 10 in completion percentage right now because they literally don't throw anything over, like, 10 yards because they can't. A lot of dink and dump success, though, in the NFL if you really need it. But Mm -hmm. it is tough to watch Eli. It's tough to watch. Whenever he retires and leaves, they're like, Eli was a great quarterback. You'll forget about these shitty years. But it's almost at the point now where you're like, come on. I want to see what Saquon can do with a... a, When there's not 12 people in the box? Yes, with an engine, you know, with with an absolute engine in there possibly cooking up some real success for them. I am... I am a big Saquon Barkley fan. Dude, that game on Thursday night against the Eagles, he literally tried putting the entire team on his back. Like, You know who doesn't get enough credit? And this is probably every person that's doing takes take right now. Uh-huh. Kareem Hunt is unbelievable. Oh, man. Oh, man. I forget about how good he is because of all the other weapons. Uh-huh. 
He's a beast. He is barbecue chicken, bro. <laughs> barbecue chicken, bro. He is so good. I mean, what that New England coming out party he had last year, yeah. where he had a fumble on his first touch, mm-hmm. and then they put him back in. I was like, oh, this guy must be the truth. Mm-hmm. If as a rookie, his first touch he's fumbling, and then they're feeding him again, and he was, and it's kind of like he's been lost in the shuffle because they have so many weapons. Mahomes yes. is learning he can run too, by the way, mm-hmm. which is not good. Chris Collinsworth was like, whenever he ran for a first down one time and then slid perfect baseball slide. By the way, he had a perfect mm-hmm. slide. Oh, he played baseball. Oh my god! Yep. And basketball. <laughs> and ba- by the way, get this: NFL player plays other sports. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> fucking crazy. But Chris Collinsworth was like, "I just heard seventy thousand people here at Arrowhead, Arrowhead scream right. get down' or something." I was like, "No, you didn't. Motherfucker, just pick up twelve yards with nobody around him. Like this is what makes this is what will take Patrick Mahomes to the next level. That offense though is beautiful. I'm scared Andy Reid is wasting all of his plays. I don't know because Andy's got that. He's there. It's it looks like they're doing a lot but they're doing like that very simple college offense where they literally have four options every play and that's what Patrick Mahomes did at Texas Tech and he's just so good at it because that's what he did already it's it's almost unstoppable because he reads the run and then he's if the linebackers go he'll pull it and look for the slant behind and if not they'll always have that fucking flare to like Tyreek Hill over here he reads now listen as a guy who was once a scout team quarterback in a college that ran very much RPO offense Mm -hmm. You read the end. Mm-hmm. You read the end to see what the end does. It crashes down. But whenever you have five people running four twos on the same team, <laughs> you can't just read. The defense can't just read everything. No. It's 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 unfair. The only way that offense gets stopped, unless they're playing the Patriots, and somehow the Patriots do what the Patriots does somehow. Mm-hmm. Whatever the Patriots do, they yeah. do it. And it seems unstoppable. It, it really, really seems yeah. unstoppable. The only way you beat it is penetration. So that's why the L.A. Rams game on Monday night in Mexico City. Absurd. I watched this with WVU, with Pat White. Mm-hmm. Any team that could get penetration on our line, was we were fucked because it, it just completely disrupts everything. Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue potentially getting penetration on that line early is the only way to stop this type of offense. And, and this is just, now granted, there's probably other ways, but me just watching mm-hmm. four years of success in Pat White, probably one of the best to do it in college in the history of college doing it. It was whenever we would get beat is when they got penetration on our line. And that's why the LA Rams are potential kind of stumpers for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Donald's getting hot, too. He had uh, four sacks on Sunday, and then he just ripped us. The fumble out of his, like it wasn't even I don't even know what happened. He's Aaron Donald's unbelievable. He started he swagged too. I guess AQ says he talks yeah. shit. AQ says once Aaron Donald starts getting comfortable and he knows you have no chance, he said he'll talk shit. <laughs> I was like I That's love. Funny. Well, he's from AQ Hills. knows. He's that. from Penn Hills. AQ AQ knows that strictly because <laughs> <laughs> AQ is a center who had to play against him and AQ. I guess AQ says he and Aaron Donald get along. Mm-hmm. He said, but he's watched plenty of his guards <laughs> get Aaron, let Aaron Donald get confident and then he just has to listen to it before the snap. AQ. <laughs> Hughes lined up <laughs> bent over for the snap and he's Aaron Donald telling his guard like oh you about to get this cuz AQ is like oh, should we shift we should probably sh- sorry about your luck bub see you later the chiefs are going to be very very i realized this last night the chiefs are going to be very very hard to beat at home too because their liability is their defense but with 70,000 people in the loudest stadium in the NFL, loud. D. Ford and Justin Houston like are just going to own tackles getting off the ball. Loud. That Sweet Caroline thing, Al Michaels and Chris Collins were spoke right over top of it. <laughs> yep. 
I'm like, if I'm learning anything from watching the WWE people, mm -hmm. when the crowd gets going, you hear Michael Cole yelling at the commentators, like, shut the fuck up. Like, literally, let's let the crowd eat here because yeah, yeah. the crowd is a part of it. With the NFL, you don't normally get that. You don't normally, college, you like, there's a there's an atmosphere, right? You can get chants and things. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, you don't normally get the, mm -hmm. Lucas Oil Stadium, I forgot how quiet that place was. <laughs> the place is so quiet. It is. So, so That's quiet. That's what we said, too. We were walking around the outside before we came in, and I couldn't believe, like, the atmosphere outside was so tame and mild and just like it, it was like a nice Sunday morning. I'm Who's like, your hospitality? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to walking into a stadium like drums banging, people screaming, like hey, music blasting, yeah. threatening murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, it's people are nice here. Greatest yeah. city on earth. Our fans start to cheer loud when we're on defense and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> quarterback's probably having a hard time hearing me. That's just, uh, sorry. Yeah, we don't want you to leave here with any bad uh, feelings. <laughs> we got you working, sir. But they were they were singing Sweet Caroline. The entire place was singing uh -huh. Sweet Caroline. Uh -huh. And they just spoke right over top of it. I'm like, what? What are you? This is this doesn't happen in the NFL often. Mm. This is a very much a college thing, and you guys are just talking right over. Let that thing eat a little bit. The game was already over, anyways. It was unbelievable. Green Bay and Arrowhead, very college-like atmospheres in the NFL. See, Seattle didn't get any respect in that conversation last night, and I've never played at Seattle. Mm -hmm. Never in my life have I played at Seattle. I've played at Houston. Mm -hmm. Whenever the game was really on, Houston was the loudest stadium I've ever played in. Really? Played in Arrowhead. That was when they had Brady Quinn playing quarterback, oh, though. <laughs> the fans were just waiting to boo Brady Quinn. <laughs> That's all they were doing. They were there for one reason, one reason only. It was the last game of the season. Uh, Bruce Arians was our coach. It was negative something. I busted my ass in warm-ups because the field was actually an ice skating rink. Mm -hmm. So I went out to punt. In the first punt I tried in warm-ups, I just fell flat on my ass. It was a bad situation. Bruce Arians, his halftime speech was, it's cold as fuck. Let's get a win and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally his halftime speech. We got a win, but I was so excited to be there because it's like the allure of Arrowhead is awesome, which it is, by the it's way. It's very cool shape, too. It's awesome, mm -hmm. dude. It is absolutely awesome. But those fans were just waiting for Brady Quinn to fuck up. They were just waiting and waiting, and then he threw a pick six in like the second quarter or first quarter, and the place erupted in like, <laughs> like sarcastic cheers. Like, yeah! <laughs> that was back when their defense was incredible. Mm -hmm. They had like 10 pro bowlers on defense, mm -hmm. and on offense, they couldn't do a single thing. They couldn't do a single thing on offense. Now they bring in Andy Reid, it's almost like it's completely yep. opposite. And I enjoy that Arrowhead place, but man, that Sweet Caroline was a great moment that they just talked right over. He's talking, I like Al Michaels. I think he's very talented. Mm -hmm. I like Chris Collinsworth, too. He's a bit negative. Oh. He's a bit negative. I like Chris Collinsworth, but boy, they blew that moment, I thought. I Andy Reid um, took the under last night. You about that? that? Yeah, see, a lot of people were talking about how he didn't kick that field goal there or whatever. Yeah. That's like a respect thing, though. That's like a karma thing. Yeah. Whenever you do that, it's, I think the coaches feel as if it's karma. If I bury this team whenever it's already over, that's going to come back and get me at some point. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's what it is. Kareem Hunt was about a yard away, though, from picking it up. Yeah. Or where? I think it was where or Kareem Hunt? It was yeah, one I of think them. it was where. Yeah, they were a yard away from picking that up. It's like you pick up the first down. That's okay seeing them getting buried. <laughs> really? The Ravens, were, or not the Ravens, the Bengals have been exposed for who they are. They're dog shit now. I don't have to worry about those. The fucking Browns, they got that mess going on, and the Ravens got lost to the New Orleans. It was a great day for the old Pitts first place, first place <laughs> AFC North Division leading Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, Lev Bell still not there. Some would say, as a player, not smart for him. He said he was going to do something, 
didn't come back for it. That's not smart. You know what else is not smart? Huh. Job sites that overwhelm <laughs> you with tons of wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? Huh. ZipRecruiter.com yep. slash McAfee. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology scans thousands and thousands of resumes. Identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job. And actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the United States. Never heard of it? I have. It's rated number one by employers in the United States. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. Trustpilot won't lie. It's right there in the first letter. Trust. Mm. (laughs) And it's a pilot. And right now, listeners of this show can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash McAfee. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash McAfee. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. If you're going to hire somebody, ZipRecruiter is the way to go, by the way. They do the work for you and find you the right person. My dad used it. I used it. I got a good editor out of it. My dad got a good work out of it. (laughs) ZipRecruiter is the absolute best. ZipRecruiter.com slash McAfee. It's free. Go get you the best job candidate you can. Now with the Ravens. Everything seems to be funneling towards Diggs's conspiracy theory. Diggs, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> All right, well, let's just, let's just set the scene. The Ravens have just scored a touchdown. They are down one point. I believe there's like 10 seconds left in the game. All they have to do is hit the extra point, and it goes to overtime. They have Justin Tucker. Automatic. Auto- Mr. Automatic. Automatic. The most accurate field goal kicker of all time in the NFL, Justin Tucker. He has hit 222 regular season extra points in a row, 316 straight extra points if you count playoffs and college, 112 out of 112 since the field goal or the extra point has been moved back. Nobody else in the league has been that. No one else in the league has been even close to that. Nobody in the league has been as tried and true and pure as Justin Tucker since Justin Tucker got into the NFL. Especially not some CFL. (laughs) (laughs) All he's going to do is hit the extra point. The Ravens and the Saints go to overtime to battle it out. But no, (laughs) not so fast, my friends. Why not, though? Why not? Yeah. Well, because it's Drew Brees, and the NFL is rigged for Drew Brees. I think uh, you all have realized that I have, I've, I've brought up all these brilliant points about this. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, in the game that he throws his 500th touchdown, you think the Ravens are going to beat him in that game? I don't think so. You think the Ravens are going to beat Drew Brees, Drew Brees when the Ravens are the only team that Drew Brees has never beaten? I don't think so. Not Drew Brees and his dumb baby. Not Drew Brees and his dumb <laughs> baby. Also, if you watch the video, the extra point, Justin Tucker is very shocked it didn't go in because it started off right down the middle and then just somehow tailed 30 feet to the right. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. God it's like, likes Drew Brees. Oh. Oh, you think God I is rigging? I agree that Drew Which Brees one? is getting some help. Austin Collie's God? <laughs> <laughs> Which God? I, um, I'm going to say uh, uh, Zeus. Yeah. Maybe Zeus. I just say it was fucking. I don't know. Because it's a weather. Could thing. it be the holder? I mean, here's the well. The NFL. It might not be the NFL because the NFL, NFL. If it was smart enough, which sometimes they're not, could have easily just had Flacco throw an interception on the last drive, and people are like, oh, that's just Joe Flacco or some like, weird flag. Instead, they're going to have this LOL Flacco. Yeah. yeah. Instead, they're going to have Justin Tucker miss an extra point. It's like, hey, you're giving it away now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're getting cocky. Yeah, you're getting a little. Co- you think we can just? 
You think we're just going to let anything fly by your little Drew Brees thing? Uh, no, no, Justin sir. Tucker? You think Justin Tucker, the guy who hits the ball the most pure out of any? These fucking announcers, by the way. These announcers talking about it is, <laughs> uh, I can't, I want to just crawl through the TV and slap them. I just, I just want to slap them with how stupid they are. I can't fathom how stupid these people are that commentate on games. They're like, well, Justin Tucker's known for dancing with the uprights. It's like, no, Justin, that is, <laughs> no, not, what, not. That is not what Justin Tucker's known for. Really down the middle every single fucking every time. single fucking time right behind the uprights there's normally a stairwell that goes right up the there's like a staircase uh-huh. that goes up in the stadium normally if you watch Justin Tucker's ball falls right down the mm-hmm. middle of that every single time and this ball started that way uh-huh. it started that way and then quickly. she just kicked out to the right I ain't never seen now normally when you hit a ball fat uh-huh Okay, let's take you to the chunky. Let's take you to the driving range. Whenever you hit a slice, you go outside in, you yep. get a little side spin, the ball comes. In football, if you hit it fat with a uh, soccer style kick, you're coming boom, you're hitting it fat, you're kind of going inside out, just or outside in, just like a slice in golf. But normally for that to happen, it has to go way left and then it comes back. Uh-huh. That one seemed to go straight and then just tail off. It didn't make much sense to me how that ball happens. Also, his face after, which is now the greatest gift I'm going to use it probably every single day of my life. He looks like he's... I put it into my spank bank for a long time. You got to masturbate Justin Tucker's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Respect. Because not only did we predict this because of the Saints or Drew Brees, the Ravens only need, being the only team that he needs to beat. Yep. But I... But also, the Steelers are in the first in the AFC. Yeah, North. yeah. So both of them are good for you. <laughs> but it is it did seem, and they were also lined up right of center too, by the way. Mm-hmm. So the Ravens were lined up right of center, and the wind seemed to be blowing left to right. So I didn't fully understand understand the move. Whenever we had a little wind in the stadium, if it was hard left to right, we mm-hmm. would line up left to center mm-hmm. so that Vinny could kick it straight and they would have a little bit more room to drift, right? There's a lot of thoughts going on. You can lean a ball differently if the wind's blowing left to right. You can stand it up a little bit more so that it will fight the wind a little bit more. You can pull it towards you for a right-footed kicker if the wind's going right to left so it'll battle through the wind a little bit. There's a lot of things you can do. But that ball looked pure to me, and then it just turned at the last second and that's a nightmare situation for Justin Tucker because you literally have no idea why. You have no idea why that happened. So he's probably never going to make a kick again, right? Is that said? I hope it doesn't happen. This is the type of thing, That'd be though. a shame. Justin mm. Tucker has proved that he has great mental yeah. uh, wherewithal or whatever. Is that the right word? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's how yeah. it works. Mental toughness. Look at me. He has good mental toughness. Fortitude. Oh. There it is. He seems to have that, and he has a good swagger, mm. and he stepped up to the press conference, by the way, afterwards and took it right on the chin, which is awesome. But that is the type of kick, though, that could make you overthink your next one, and then it's fuck, fuck, fuck. But he's Justin Tucker. That was wild to me. I have breaking news for a team that also missed a kick to go to overtime. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Traded for Amari Cooper. Amari uh, Cooper's going to be a Dallas Cowboys. Oh, ACDC, wow. no more, huh? Mm-mm. Wasn't that a thing there for a mm-hmm. while? Yep. Mm-hmm. So John Gruden's dumping the team right now? <laughs> yeah. Is that what's happening? I mean, I yeah. called this last week on uh, Quick Hits uh, when Gruden was on. I said, hey, you're getting rid of all of your best players so you could get draft picks for these upcoming years. So when you leave Oakland, Oakland isn't going to be that sad because you guys are going to be fucking terrible. But then going into Vegas, you're going to have all these draft kick, draft picks. Uh, new city, cap new toy. Space. Yep, you're just going to – everything's going to go in, and then you're going to win, and you're going to be a hero. That's surprising. That's not that surprising, right? Because Gruden has no allegiance to him. It's not one of his no. guys. You've said this before, like when Grayson came and new GMs come in, they want their guys. Yep. 
their guys. Now, granted, Amari Cooper, hell of a football player. Well, and I did read that he has the same agent as Khalil Mack, and uh, <laughs> Gruden is trying to get Yikes. rid of all those guys who, <laughs> yeah, like, I think Carl Joseph's on there too, and they're trying uh, to get rid of him uh, as well. Yeah, so you think he's just trying I to I can't clean wait out. to see how much Amari Cooper signs for in Dallas uh, if he's Khalil Mack's agent. <laughs> he's about to get 90 million, man. I can't always, I, he's, he was so good, like, his first two years, and then he's fallen off. I, cannot, I can't tell if he's good or not anymore. I assume he Amari is. Amari Cooper? Yeah. Everything revolves when you're a wide receiver around yeah. the guy throwing you the football. Mm-hmm. Let's remember back whenever Amari Cooper was really good. Guess who else was really good? Derek Carr was Correct. unfucking believable. So mm-hmm. ACDC became a thing that everybody talked about. There was hope in the Bay Area, everything, and then mm-hmm. now it's all gone to shit. That penalty against... Um, La- oh, the snapping penalty. He snapped to me in the Pro Bowl, that mm-hmm. guy. Great snapper. Unbelievable real estate guy down there, too. He's got a bunch of commercial real estate in Dallas. That snapper is loaded. He is fucking loaded. Like, (laughs) next-level commercial real estate selling malls, I think, loaded. Mm -hmm. He just does long snapping as a thing. He's been there for, like, 12 years, 11 Mm -hmm. years. He's an incredible long snapper. Really good guy. That call on him is fucking outrageous. So the calls on the long snappers for moving the ball, it's like holding on an offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. You can call it anytime you want. Anytime you want to call it, you can call it, but it's just whether or not the ref wants to be an asshole. That's kind of the way it is. Just like Walt in England called me for or, uh, whenever I got somebody to jump offside, yeah. instead of calling it on the D lineman, he called it on me just because he's a fucking prick. That's kind of the way the refs are. It's like they they pick and choose. Do they want to blame it on the defense or they want to blame it on the long snapper? It's positionism. That's exactly what it is. It's positionism. Mm-hmm. He attacked that long snapper and they called it on him instead of the D lineman that jumped offside like a fucking idiot in a huge moment. It was. It's. I can't believe they called that. Do you that think- video where they showed the one earlier and then the Same one immediately thing. after it, and there's no discernment difference well, whatsoever between the three that's, they, show. they could call it any time yeah. literally any time and the ref has that conversation with the long snapper almost before every single mm-hmm. game so this this long snapper has been having this conversation with these refs for 12 years now yeah. hey this is what I do before the snap this is my mechanics because every snapper is different Overton liked to elongate his arm so he was further out so to do that you have to move the ball and then you have to extend it out and it's like hey this is my move basically you're mm-hmm. telling the ref this is my move this is what I do every Every time the ref goes, okay, good. Just don't change it from that. So that guy did the same exact thing he always does. And Rodney Harrison on the fucking Football Night in America was like, that was a good call. He was like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, Rodney Harrison, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about, Rodney Harrison. When it comes- I think Rodney Harrison's a really good football mind. Really good football mind. But when it came to this, it's like, why are you even talking? Why are you even talking? And then Tony Dungy, fuck, I wish I would have wrote it down. He said something that just completely contradicted everything he's ever done. Everything he's ever, I'll, I'll think of it. They, they're just, those two were really on one this week where I wanted to climb through my TV and slap them both. <laughs> Do you think in that instance that it was because of the moment that it was magnified? Like you say, that's something that could be called every play. And a lot of those plays are extra points or the field goals. They're probably very routine, I feel like. But do you think with the score in that situation, the refs were looking closely and they were more dialed in and maybe it jumped out to them more than it did in in any other instance? So this is just what it's like whenever um, you give the refs that that leeway to make judgment calls. Yeah, because in huge moments. 
Refs are humans too. The refs are humans too. So when the shots to the head, they're like, oh, it's a judgment call. You're giving them a lot of leeway to be like, oh, in my head, it's just like forward progress was stopped. Mm -hmm. That's their kind of trump card for everything. They're like, oh, I called forward progress being stopped if a fumble happens late. They end all conversation. That's the, the same thing they can do with, oh, it was my judgment that that happened. That's like the trump card and all be all thing. I don't know. I just don't enjoy the thought of judgment playing with humans. I just don't enjoy To that it. point, I was listening to Rex Ryan this morning, and to your point, he said it was probably something that the Redskins coaches brought up with the referees before the game to watch, yep. and then once again right before that snap. So then maybe if they saw it, even though the snapper went over with the rest before the game, it was something that they, they thought they had to call if they jumped off sides. That guy's been snapping the same way for over a decade, yeah. though. That is the wild thing to me. It's like every snapper has their routine. It's it's like a golf. Sergio Garcia, what, he does like yeah. 45 fucking pumps? Uh -huh. yep. It's the same thing whenever it comes to snappers. They all have their same fucking routine. And you, By the way, the biggest mental... I don't want to say little people, but... the. What's that word instead of little person? Uh, smaller person. No, the other <laughs> word. What's the word that starts with an M? Zeta. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's slipping your mind? I just forgot it, yeah. Passed the test. Mental little people are the long snappers <laughs> because their job is so minute. Mm -hmm. So minute. That's you, the word. You, that was not it. <laughs> but it was close. Because they are, their job is their upside down quarterback that has to make a 14-yard pass or an 8-yard pass. And it has to be perfect every single time. So it just becomes like a golfer with their routine. And they just get locked in these routines and locked in it. Over a decade, that guy's been snapping like that. And on a game winner, you're going to back it up to a 52-yarder. It's just like, you're so, you, you're so dumb. You really are so dumb. I can't. I Let's can't. not let this play overshadow how big of a fucking bitch Jason Garrett is all the time. <laughs> you hate him so much. He's the absolute worst. He's Why getting, you hate he's getting crushed today for good reason. Thank God. Why? Well, because they had like tw they had 12 seconds left and one timeout. And instead of like, like every other team in the league would probably either, I don't know, maybe throw a five-yard out, get, try to get 10 yards over the middle, get down real quick and call a timeout. He fucking ran a, ran a play with Zeke just to center the ball for the 47 yard So year. let me tell you why this is. This is a cover-your-ass situation. This happened at the Colts a few times with Vinatieri. We give them a line. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, our line today is the 38-yard line. So a 56-yarder is where we're at. The offensive coordinator hears that. They think, okay, we need to just get to the 37 then. So they've done their job. Basically, it's like, yo, we've done our job. We have done everything. We, You told us to get to the 38. Mm -hmm. You'll take it from there. And all we would ever say is like, yeah, but a 37-yarder right. is a lot easier if we would do that. Mm -hmm. But all the coaches think about is covering their own ass. We were told that the line was to get it to here. We got it to there. He didn't do his job. That is 100% what that is for. So I can see how you think Garrett took a coward way out because he did. He did. He did. That is a – instead of picking up more yards, he was just basically like – the kicker told us where he wanted to get yeah. to, and we got there. It's his job for not making it, which is true, by the way. The kid had enough leg for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That ball hit that post. Pretty that, far. that dong show was pretty hard. That thing's good from 60-plus. Good mm -hmm. for that kid. But, man, it's just, it is a situation, though, that I see often. It's not every other coach does that, by the way. There's a lot of – not every other coach goes – Tries to get more yard for a the kickers. Lot, a lot of coaches also just cover their own ass. Like, hey, we were told to get to the 38. We got to the 38. That's what we did. Well, That's this is just on top of him not going for a fourth and one in overtime on the opponent's 40 two weeks ago against Houston. Speaking of a guy going for it and rolling the dice and it backfires time, Vrabel. <laughs> Everybody's talking about him going for two here in, in London. Mm -hmm. 
which I love, by the way. Me I'm too. a big fan of this move. I am a big fan of this move. Overtime in London. We're already miserable. Let's get back to fucking America. Let's give these people game two. It's it's it's. They were good. being outplayed too, so it's like let's end this. Let's not take it to fucking. Roll overtime. the dice here. One play, we can steal this game. We can steal this game mm. right now and make it happen. I enjoy it. A couple weeks ago, they had a 50-yarder in overtime for Ryan Suckup, who's one of the most consistent. Mm-hmm. It was fourth and four, fourth and one or something like that in overtime. Vrabel goes for it. They make it. They score a touchdown. They win. Vrabel's a hero. He's a, he's a legend because he trusted his team, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now he goes for it for two. He doesn't get it. And there's some people that bash him for it. These young, This is what a young coach will learn. It's like, yo, two weeks ago, he was a legend for this. This week, he's not in your eyes. And I think I love it. I love the way Vrabel coaches, by the way. He's got boxing gloves on. He's fucking in there. He wants to win. I like the way Vrabel. I like him. I, love I if, like him a if, lot. If that's who you are and you're going to do it every time, go for it. Because, like, yesterday Sean Payton went for it five times on fourth down. Like, if that's who, if that's what you're going to do and that's always what you're going to do, be true to who you are. And there's nothing. Well, there's I, don't, I don't know if I want my coach to always do it. But, <laughs> like, like, if you're feeling like our defense is really crushing today, yeah, I have a lot of confidence going into overtime. If we, you know what I or mean? Or you like, have no confidence right. in your defense. And now you have no it's, confidence. It's one or the way or the yeah. other. It's yeah. one way or the other, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's just a very – because Frank Reich went for it. Yeah. Right? He went for it. They throw the ball low, skip the ball low. Houston Texans get a win overtime. Bing, bing, boom. Mm-hmm. Everything is a hindsight legend or idiot decision in the NFL. Every trick play, every decision is a hindsight judgment decision. If it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're the fucking worst. You shouldn't be in the NFL. Well, nobody went for it more than for, on fourth last year than Doug Peterson. Like, it's, 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 I guess yeah. it's like, do you have the balls because the they always say the analytics, blah, blah, blah. Actually, you should actually go for it on fourth more often than they do. It just coaches are fearful for their job. Well, field position. Yeah. Field position is a big determiner of who wins the game. Mm-hmm. It is. And as soon as you see all these stats, <laughs> right, it can kind of scare you. It, it's like Gruden said. They have all these stats. They don't know what to do with them, basically. Mm-hmm. It is true because you have these stats. Like, if we win the field position, we're going to win 82% of the time if we win field position. If we do this, we're going to win blah, blah, blah. So now you have these stats in your head, and you're like, well, they say if we win the field position – a majority of the time we're going to win. So why would we risk giving it up at 39 right now, which completely fucks it up and go for it. It's like almost ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. Knowing too much can also screw you. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that is the case. Mm -hmm. I love Vrabel though. I like Vrabel. I I guarantee the players love him. Yeah. He looks like that kind of guy. I love Vrabel, man. I I don't know if I'd want to play for him, to be honest. Seems like a bit of a hard ass. Uh Probably yelling at people a lot. Mm -hmm. I'd assume. But he seems like a, he's going to be a coach that wins. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota, Mariota, uh-huh. isn't a. I mean, let's not. He's not a world beater. No, he, he's he, average. He's he's not a guy. He, there we go. There mm-hmm. is a guy that I don't think his second contract. He should make more than yeah, fucking six million, five million. I don't think he. Now that's no offense to Marcus. I just think that there's a chance they can roll the dice and pick up maybe a Patrick Mahomes coming up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think they should build the team instead of the quarterback. Marcus is a great quarterback and get the job done. But I like what Vrabel's doing down there in Nashville. They need it, by the way. That team needs it. They, they don't deserve it. They're always so close to being almost good. <laughs> Every year we play them. Every year we played them. It was like, this is the year the Titans are going to be good. This is the year the Titans are going to be good. And then we get down there and our team's shit and we win. It's like, oh, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Division. It is. It's a very weird division. Houston. 
Deshaun Watson rides on a bus all the way to the game, picks up a yeah, win. They've won long. four in a row, haven't they? Yeah, they've they started 0-3. Yeah. Yeah, J.J. Watt, with one of the most relatable things I've ever heard him say, he said he wished he could hop into Deshaun Watson's bus, get some cold beer, and ride back with him. <laughs> I love that. That was the most relatable J.J. Watt thing I've ever heard. How about him playing in an NFL game after having his lungs clapped and bruised now that he's it's too bad of an injury to fly, but he could play in an NFL game? Yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah. They're like, you know what? He can't. He can't fly. That'd be scary. But we can definitely put him out there with potential four hundred pounds. Four hundred pounds of humans crashing down on. Yeah, we'll put him on a bus. That'll be good. Are you gonna have that bus around him on the field, dude? What are we gonna do with that? There's one thing in life you don't mess with is cabin pressure. Do never mess the cabin pressure. I, you know, it's interesting because they have all those ways to beat. I thought an was coming. Yeah, I started. He was shuffling papers everywhere when I said that. The plane, though, is something that people do have to battle against when it comes to medical. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to watch like guys who are hurt before getting on a plane on an away game. Uh -huh. Like the conversation, I've never been a part of the conversation, but there's always a very long conversation with the trainer. Like, hey, you have to put these pants on. You have to wear these tights. As soon as we get off, we have to do this. We have to do that because the the altitude, I guess, is what kind yeah. of fucks with your. I guess there's a lot of swelling that happens. Like if you have yeah. high blood pressure, you're not supposed to be on a plane. Really? Yeah, it'll mess you up. Is it because the are you? This is a Zito fact. This might be a little bit of Zito fact, but I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. <sighs> I, I'm not going to argue it. It sounds right. <laughs> so altitude, blood pressure, yeah, thin blood. blood. It's like yeah, that with roller coasters too. You're not supposed to get on roller coasters if you have high Correct. blood pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. Or pregnant. That's or all. The, yeah. those, those are all the G's. Is that because you could potentially get scared and die? I think it's just precautionary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just why even take a chance? I don't like the planes, but they're kind of a necessity. Yeah, a little bit. in this world we live in. How about Deshaun Watson just in his own bus, by the way? That had to be a great time. What do you think he rode with? That would be cool. That would be a great time. That's like everybody love everybody. Yeah. 14 more hours! <laughs> <laughs> everybody love everybody! It's I not know. a short drive. It was 10 hours, they said. Yeah, but those buses are comfortable. It's not like he was on a you know bus like we ride on. Yeah. You don't think he was in a conversion van? No. I think he was in oh. a luxury. Oh, imagine if he luxury. was driving like he drove. <laughs> I got a pips break. JJ, you need anything? <laughs> stopping the gas. I bet you he stopped at the gas station. For sure, yeah. I bet you he stopped at the gas station. Give me some beef jerky, please. <laughs> like in the middle of Louisiana, just stopping at a gas station. We're in Jacksonville. Oh, what do you guys got going on over there? Uh, NFL game. <laughs> yeah, I'm the quarterback. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, come on down there. We got that out right down there. You guys have heard me talk about movement. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know those two college dropouts that started their own watch company? Mm -hmm. yeah. This company has grown like crazy and now with almost 2 million watches sold in 160-plus countries. They continue to revolutionize fashion on the belief that style should not break the bank. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've checked the site out lately, but they have doubled the number of watch styles and are still expanding. Movement has come far from being the crowdfunded kids working out of a living room. In the past year, they've not only introduced a ton of new watch collections for both men and women, Mm -hmm. And women. Yeah. But also expanded to sunglasses and fashion forward bracelets for her. Movement watches are all about looking good and keeping it simple. Movement watches don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow your wrist up with text messages. It tells time and looks good, damn good doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Their sunglasses are the best. They the best. Are. They have the best Very sunglasses nice. ever. They have the best sunglasses ever. I'm not a big watch guy. I was forced to wear a watch whenever they came in. It was the nicest watch. Uh -huh. I enjoyed it because it wasn't, it was looked like it was very expensive. Mm -hmm. It wasn't very expensive, but my watch wearing friends were like, yo, nice watch. I'm like, thank you. I didn't spend the thousands like you did. This is a nice movement watch. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Not a big watch guy. So whenever movement introduced me to their sunglass brand, 
Whole new game. Their facial decoration sunglasses are incredible. One time I was wearing their sunglasses, and I got one of those really bad pee chills, and I was like, and my head shook real bad. Didn't move a bit. <laughs> Couldn't even tell I had them on. Movement watches start at just $95. At a department store, they're 400 to 500 bucks for something similar. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. That's called classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash m-c-a-f-e-e. That's mvmt.com slash McAfee. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to mvmt.com slash McAfee. Join the movement. Their sunglasses are special, man. Special. You were stopped so many times people asking you, like, what kind of glasses were those? Anytime I post with those sunglasses on, Mm -hmm. anytime I post anything with those sunglasses on, I get about 50 comments what are, those, what are those sunglasses? What are those sunglasses? Movement. Go ahead and be a head turner with movement. MVMT.com slash McAfee. What's up, Dicks? Uh, it just came out what the Raiders gave, or the Cowboys gave up. Yeah. A first. Ooh. Oh, Whoa. shit. For Amari That's Cooper? I know. fucking deal. What's their record? Are they going for it this year? They're, they're going two and four now. So they're not going for it this year. Uh, so here's Gruden collecting first rounders to build up the next time. What's that? The Raiders have three wow. first round picks next year. Fuck a Gruden. That's uh, but you know significant. What, you know what you can do master. with you know what you can do with three first round picks. Is you can trade two of them, get mm-hmm. up to the first pick, yeah. and then also have another one. Yes. Oh, so the Raiders got the first pick in the NFL draft next year. That's uh. exciting. <laughs> That's exciting to hear. Oh. Who's better, uh, Amari Cooper or Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon's unbelievable. Josh, they got the Patriots. What got him for what a fifth? That's what the Patriots do. But he has that unreliability. Correct. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, and he, I mean, Josh Gordon has played, or Josh Gordon hasn't played many games. Right. Amari Cooper has. Yeah. Josh Gordon, though, they mm. figured out how to fucking use him. Uh, with a state of the Patriots here, we have a <laughs> mass hole. Uh, Connor, come in here, bub. This guy's the worst. He dresses like a child. He just got back from alumni weekend. Here, come over here, Connor. Come over here, bub. I can't wait to hear this motherfucker. Your classic Patriots are better than everybody, man. A guy who comments on Tom Brady's post and tells him, (laughs) let's go. We're going to have a great week. He's basically Tom Brady's motivational coach. Someone has to do it. If I don't, who will? I think he has enough motivation. (laughs) Have you seen what he does to all those Instagram posts? Have you you read them? Who, him? Yeah. Uh, Foxy reads them, too. Yeah. They're not bad. The insulated flannel with sweatpants is... uh... So he dresses like a 12-year-old. You had homecoming weekend this past weekend? Alumni weekend, yes. Fairfield University, fantastic. How great. was it? Did you lose your voice? Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. I lost a lot. I'm sure the listeners are voice. pretty happy. Yeah, I lost my voice, lost my dignity. <laughs> <laughs> lost a lot of things. I lost two pairs of sunglasses, actually. <laughs> you need to get some movement glasses. We got you. Yeah, huh? I need to get some movement glasses. I think um, that's what I'm going to do. Was it nice to get around all the fellow mass holes? Yeah, it was, a nice, it was nice to be back. Uh, I got off the plane. Uh, I forgot I was in New York City. And I was wearing a Red Sox jersey, so <laughs> I walk outside, get a fuck you. I felt like I was at home again, which, which was awesome, which was awesome. It was nice to get back to the coast, huh? It was nice to get back to the coast. It's great to be back in a clean city, but, you know, walking around and looking down and seeing cigarette butts everywhere was fun for a little. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like getting out there blues clues a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> so Patriots, big day. Uh, big Sunday. day. Big uh, one. Chicago Bears. The line confused me. 
It was a trap line. It was a trap game. It was yeah. two and a half or something like that. The entire it two it was at three and then it went to two and a half right yeah. before the game. And nobody really understood why this was happening. I took the money Patriots money line and it was only minus one twenty five yeah, or something the, like the that. The sharps, the sharps, the people that are supposed to know were all over the Bears. I it doesn't make any sense to me why. And then the game starts happening while we're at the Colts game. We have the Patriots Bears game on in in the suite. Zito's glued to the TV over there, and he's like, "They were right." That's what Zito kept saying. Seven and early, and I was like, "Oh, they were." right they were right that's all zito kept saying is they were right and i was like there's no way the patriots are gonna lose to the fucking bears and then thank god i was correct <laughs> how do the patriots fans feel after all the vegas betting against them everybody seemed to be against the patriots but it seems the patriots always do what the patriots does and that happened in chicago well i would never do this to zito so i we haven't i haven't really given him shit at all i mean i said the first thing i said to him was wow we really did steal one today because i got home last night around 10 so we didn't get a, any real time to talk about it First thing I said, we really stole one. Listen Two. to the humble pie over here. No, hey, this is Mitch played like dog we, shit. Patriot Nation, what do you mean? <laughs> Mitch, Mitch played like dog shit. Yeah. Mitch didn't play like dog shit. I mean, why? Because he, he had one rushing touchdown. No, because he had over three hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, but oh. he does three, three, including the. Yeah, but I, if you watch, yeah, suck it, Dick. No, no, I agree. Did with you watch you. the game? Yeah, yeah, he was twenty-six for fifty. He threw the ball. Yeah, fucking, not good. I know. I agree with you. But I also don't think Mitch Trubisky is that good either. <laughs> I mean, I so you're saying he, he didn't play like dog shit. He played like he normally. He does. was yes. who yes. we thought he yes. was. His decision making is good though. That's one thing. He has he, a bad arm. You need to pull him. And put Jacoby Brissett in. I don't know. <laughs> one yard short. Two two special teams touchdowns. The odds of winning a football game with two special teams touchdowns has to be a hundred percent. I think it's like ninety eight percent. Yeah. If you have one, it's like ninety two percent or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, again, that that was a steal. We we were talking about it all week because of that spread after we beat the quote unquote best team in the NFL, the Chiefs. Yep. I, I guess the Rams, but I don't think they're making it. Uh, <laughs> th- three was just not enough. So I mean, why do you think the Rams are better than? Is there anybody that scares the Patriot Nation? We, you, the Patriot Nation. We, By the way, way to use we instead of I, like Hugh Jackson. <laughs> no, 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 no. This yeah. isn't Cleveland. Uh, I don't know though. <laughs> Honestly, uh, so I don't think the Rams are going to the NFC Championship. I think the Vikings beat the Rams in the playoffs because they lost during the regular season. Thielen, by the way, seven straight hundred yard games. So Kirk Cousins so is so happy that Thielen is there. Mm. So happy because you got Kyle Rudolph to opening things up for him and Stephon Diggs on the mm-hmm. other side taking. The top off that team's very good, and if Zimmer can get that defense to keep crushing, Which they have, yeah. Zimmer was on um, Game Day Prime with Deion Sanders. Oh, yeah. Zimmer once coached Deion Sanders, so watching those two interact mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Watching Zimmer be a human because I feel like Zimmer kind of has that Belichick mm-hmm. kind of like grizzly yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of. He was like very cool, very nice. You could see why the team likes him. I like the Vikings too. Who I mean, if, if Dalvin Cook if they ever just let him sit and get healthy, mm-hmm. and then he comes back too. I mean, that's a pretty good two-headed monster in the backfield. Stefan Diggs and Thielen are probably the best duo receiver after A.B. and Juju. So, I mean, the Vikings have a serious like team. Did there. How do you guys feel about Josh Gordon? Oh, I mean, he's a stud. Did you see that, that fourth and one? That was an unbelievable Incredible catch. catch. Incredible. He, so his locker is right next to Brady's Right locker. next to Brady's, yeah. And he got there, and they gave him the, hey, this ain't Cleveland anymore. You're not in mm-hmm. Kansas anymore speech. <laughs> like, hey, listen, we play football here. We don't do all the other bullshit. And he's just going to become the best wide receiver in the league at some point, or you think he's just going to be a very good role player for the Patriots? Uh, I hope we sign him. If we do, I think next year there's the possibility of Josh Gordon having 25 touchdowns is not that absurd. You think Tom Brady <laughs> plays again next year? Uh, if we win it, then we'll go back-to-back next year, and then he'll call it. 
Oh, you think he wants one more back to back? If you're going to get six, might as well go for seven. Are you worried about Gronk's like 12th back injury? Back injuries are tough, man. No, I'm not that worried about Gronk because it's the same way we don't pin like our offense around one player. It's even if Gronk goes down, it's not it's not the end of the world. Same way we deal with our running backs, right? Sony Michelle goes down. Oh shit! What are we gonna do? Well, James White's still there. Patriots, you know? Patriots win without Gronk. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing. It's it's very weird because you can't say that the Patriots are better without Gronk, but I think their winning percentage is better without Gronk in. Well, we've he has been injured so many times, like you Correct. said. So we've won so many games without him. And then you, we just added Josh Gordon. So I mean, so you think you guys have kind of figured out how? Okay, if we lose the most animalic player, there's no way that's right. Perfect, physically dominant. Perfect. There's no way that's right. Let's look it up, animalic. It's one of the greatest <laughs> words you'll ever hear. <laughs> He's an anomaly, though. Yes. Gronk is an anomaly. Okay, that's. I thought you were going for animal. <laughs> I thought you were combining steroids and animal together. No, I'm saying anomaly. That's not a bad call. <laughs> An- anomaly. He is. He's. Uh, he's not supposed to be that big, that fast, that, that catch good, that, well that smart, tight end. that high of football. Especially IQ. when he just looks like he's in pain all the time, going up to the line, and yeah. then he just fucking runs well, he his is. Route and beats the guy. Well, he's got that illegal bionic arm on. Uh, he is. He is in pain though. I think oh, that's why he misses Excuse so me? many games. Are you worried Josh Gordon can't judge a, a fly ball? Based on that Hail Mary? Uh, that was a very tough look. And that's usually <laughs> Gronk. They don't put I him know, in anymore because, you know, he is glass. But, <laughs> I, I mean, Gordon, will, Gordon will get the he, hang of it. He takes a lot of big shots because he's a big target. Yeah. I will not sit here and let Patriots Nation not respect what Gronk is, which oh. is a human battering ram. <laughs> you <laughs> fuck boys don't even understand what you have. I, I you love Brady and Belichick so goddamn much that you don't even respect the Gronk. Whippy old Western Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Leagues, Woody High, Rob Gronk. We just put out products. That's all we do. We we love Gronk. After more than anything, after he said he would rather retire than than (laughs) go play for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that was like okay. Rob is back in a big (laughs) way. Lions are pretty good. Oh yeah. You guys think you win another Super Bowl? Huh? At least one in the next three years. Not this year though. I think this year, yeah. Because I I, so one. I think the Rams one year then. Well, I said at least one. So I'm saying we might I think we win it this year and then one in the next two years and then Brady's done. So After this season. Three years. At least one. We could also win all three. We could just win three <laughs> in a row. That's also a possibility. And hey, Red Sox are in the World Series. This clean sweep of Boston, it's not looking too bad. I did say this. Starting with the Red Sox, we really could go. Does people do people watch the World Series? <laughs> yeah, I think so. A few. America's pastime here and there. Were you a baseball fan until the Red Sox got good? No. So my dad, I, I, my dad's also a uh, Massachusetts man. So my whole life we've been Sox, Pats, Bruins, Celtics. I was at the 04 ring ceremony after they broke the curse. Mm-hmm. And we got our championship rings in front of the Yankees. That's probably the coolest sport. What's your order of sports? To. Like, what sport teams do you like? Uh, Pats are one. And then I'd put Celtics and Sox at 1A. And then uh, <laughs> uh, Bruins are two. <laughs> So we're, I mean, so Bruins are number four. Bruins it's, are number two. Yeah, hockey's yeah. number four. That makes standard. sense. That makes sense. I mean, it's it's not because the. How do you feel about Rondo just fucking left hooking Chris Paul oh, after spinning on him? Uh, well, the thing for me is that now Rondo's uh, he, he's under the LeBron tree, so the respect for me as far as Rondo goes is a little under. Ah, uh, dude, have you seen a new LeBron commercial? Awesome. 
uh, when he was giving his high school speech. Awesome. 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 Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the same answer he gave. By the way, Nike, I think they missed the boat here. When he was at the Lakers, his first question was, how much pressure do you have to perform? And he said, none. There's no pressure. I thought they were taking that yeah, answer yeah. and superimposing it over his high school. Oh, no, no, wow. no. It was the same mm-hmm. answer basically in two different times. It, that that commercial really got me. I was like, this dude, y'all like to watch me play basketball, he says in there. It's like, you're 100% right. <laughs> hey, LeBron, you're 100% right. In high school, you were selling out arenas all around the country. Y'all, y'all like to watch me play basketball, so I'm just going to go. I ain't going to guarantee no championships. He changed his tone whenever he went to Miami. Yeah. That kind of was the moment why people hate him. But if you don't like LeBron after watching that commercial, I'm very confused by you. Just I, haven't, I haven't seen it, for, for one. But I'm more talking about how Rondo was the biggest LeBron Hater, I think. Well, in the Lance NBA. Stevenson's over there too, right? Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo. Oh, yeah, they just picked up every LeBron hater. They're like, just put them all in one squad and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, the one. longest tenured Laker. Can you name him? We heard this this morning. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, nailed it. And he got a four game suspension, right? <laughs> Look yeah, at these. And, and, <laughs> and I'm also older than. Well, yeah, because he came in he, throwing he, fucking haymakers. <laughs> he did. Like, he came in everyone, real heavy. Every, everyone else came in to break it up. He came in swinging. Who did he not? He wanted to go after Mello, I think, right? It was that Mello was and Harden standing yeah. there. Yeah, I don't know. They said it was weird because him and uh, Chris Paul trained in the offseason together. And he like, wasn't swinging at Chris Paul, though, I don't think. No, I don't think no. so either. Rondo was swinging at Chris Paul. I right. think Ingram, Ingram or Ingram? Ingram. 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 He came in, I think, at Mello. He shoved Harden earlier in yeah. the game and got teed up, too. So he was kind of just off his rocker the whole night. Everybody was kind of Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson and Pac-Man mm-hmm. Jones were commenting on each other's posts. Yeah. Steven Jackson said, I'm just here to see who all got involved for their teammate. That's what Steven Jackson said. And then Pac-Man was like, uh, he like gave like, a, I concur. He didn't say I concur, but it was something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. And then LeBron pulled Chris Paul yes. out of there, though, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting best move. Friends. Banana boat boys. Yep. Yeah. It's a very interesting move. Steven Jackson, football or basketball? Basketball. basketball stack five guys stack five <laughs> friend of the show friend of the show did Melo him... do anything no no he's no. just standing he was standing right in front of rondo whenever rondo i guess rondo did spit on chris paul yeah, though sounds about right they have an entire another angle that they zoom in on it and he it was like a very sly spit by the way one of the, he must have practiced it this is one of those <laughs> shits you practice in the mirror by the way it was like a don't move your lips it was like uh it looked like a ventriloquist trying to spit it was like a <laughs> The, like the one you do through your teeth, yeah. like the, a gleek. It no. seemed no. It seemed like he like, a, like, like you put it you, you put it out the end of your tongue the and then yeah, you he loaded it, really it up fast. on the tongue, yeah, right yeah. In the chamber. It's there. Like yeah. a dart. Yeah. 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 Did you guys see the Bleach Report thing they did for like the, the Seinfeld? Yes, I did. Oh my I god, enjoyed that very much. I didn't see it. So there was like an old skit where like Keith Hernandez and I don't know who was the guy who got nice game, pretty boy, and they made fun of like a JFK skit and they put it together. But they did that for that. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. The NBA had the highest rated regular season game since Warriors record breaking. 73rd win there for that Rockets Lakers in LA. That's early in the year to be getting ratings. The NBA keeps going up and up every single it's on year. Fire. Well, especially Do you think this. the NBA told LeBron to go to the Lakers? I, they didn't hate it. I, but they probably said, get the fuck out of Cleveland. I yeah, can, I think I bet he, you that. he wanted to be in LA. Though. Okay, but I, the NBA, I think, could have potentially had a hand in this. Like, hey, if we get you in Los Angeles, we can put you on prime time every mm-hmm. single night you play, basically. You in Cleveland is tough. We're, we don't mind it. It's a good story. We don't. We like it. Just a kid from Akron. We like it. We like everything you're doing. 
But boy, if you were to go to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. this would be better for everybody. Do you think that was ever said mm. by the NBA behind closed doors? I, I think he's smart enough on his own to yeah. figure that out. He just he's smart enough, a good enough businessman to know that and just say, okay, yeah, you don't even need to say it. Like it just it maybe like a handshake. I, like this is what's happening. I know they love having the Warriors and the Lakers, two teams now that people on the East Coast will maybe stay up. For. Right, oh, I, I remember- Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets remember. are in Houston, which is only an hour behind, but, you know. Oh, that's on me. Well, it'll be 10.30 is what I meant. Mm. Yeah, you, they I, were in that game. I think, to your point, though, like, they just realized that the NBA is better when the Lakers are relevant. Well, Correct. so when I was a kid, when I was a kid, we didn't have the NBA in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I didn't really play basketball much. I didn't know much about basketball. But I knew Kobe Bryant and the Lakers late night because mm-hmm. when I couldn't sleep, the purple and gold were on TV late night. And that was like, that was almost a team that I pulled for mm-hmm. because they were on late night. Mm-hmm. And if it was nothing else on sports wise, that late night game was something I could go. I'd go to bed with Kobe. Okay. There was no anal like in Denver, but I went to bed with Kobe. <laughs> and it was, uh, wow. He, he got kicked out of a film festival for that. For what? Oh, they, they, he's not going because of that. No, yeah. they didn't let him in because oh. of that. Yeah. yeah. They pulled his, uh, his Why? film from it. Whoa. For what? Because of the controversy surrounding yeah. it. Because he cheated on his wife. Apparently. I think it's just the other reason. The other one. What? The uh, the R word. Yeah. I don't. The, it rhymes with grape. Didn't it not it come out, though, that it wasn't, right? Right, yeah. They, well, I there's think always it's proven that I mean, I still get tweets about Ben Roth- Roethlisberger, even though he got acquitted. Oh, yeah. Well, see, there's another thing. Just like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis never came out and talked about the entire trial, mm-hmm. about how it was a – literally a jury came out and said that it was just self-defense. It was always hidden, so now everybody thinks Ray Lewis really did murder. You just said it earlier today. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, no, that was me. That was my bookie. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're just cool. quoting other people. But I didn't know that that was still happening with Kobe because I thought after he gave that fucking $25 million <laughs> ring to right. his lady, it was all – He that changed Kobe? his number. He went from 8 to 24. Yeah. Completely new Kobe. Rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> Re- I didn't know that, that. I thought that was just all accusations. I didn't know that was actually a real thing. Well, I mean, it is all accusations. Yeah, he, no one knows. No charges really. never filed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was very similar to the Roethlisberger. Yeah, thing. very, very similar. But Ben's not making movies, so we don't yeah. have to worry. From the mind of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Peyton Manning's got that now. Detail from oh, yeah. the mind yep. of Peyton Manning. Uh-huh. Did you see that, the clips they were showing? I, I watched watch the Josh it. Rosen one. Yeah, he made me bet on the fucking Cardinals because of that. <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> 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 Fucking Peyton's hyping up Josh Rosen. He's going to be the next great one, and then they get blown out by 40. You got to remember, Peyton, his rookie year, threw like 45 yeah, interceptions. Yes, he did. Yeah, Peyton, was, the league in Peyton was very terrible his rookie season trying to figure it out and kept slinging it. So I think Peyton does kind of relate to like yeah. the young quarterbacks that struggle because sure, yeah. he's like, listen, I was in the same position you were. I got a band now. Uh, we travel around in a <laughs> bus. <laughs> That commercial, I can't take it anymore. Him and Paisley. We're a band. We're a band. <laughs> I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy the thought of it. He's getting paid. But that Paisley guy's the worst. Couldn't <laughs> they have somebody else in there that's, like, funny? I know. Like Blake Get Tim Shelton. McGraw in there. Blake somebody. Shelton. Tim McGraw. Any yeah. of these. Blake Shelton and Peyton Manning, by the way, in a commercial. If we're going to do country musician and Peyton Manning, yeah. give me Blake Shelton. That Paisley guy. I know he's from West Virginia and makes good music. He should not speak, though. And I don't like that they're giving him, like, making him oh, look good in speaking. Because he's not. He's Dude, a phenomenal actor. Yeah, we have, yeah. They have two country Billingsley's music dad, Billingsley's stars. Dad. One's a TV star and one's a movie star. Yeah. And you're not using either one. And we forced Brad Paisley <laughs> down our fucking... Hard Knocks already did that. He did terrible. <laughs> so bad. So weird. He's a West Virginia guy, so I have to like kind of like him because he's putting on I love his music. Yes, he's very good yeah. musically. Very good musically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But stop I'm the sure talk. He's a gentleman. Stop the t- I'm sure he's a nice guy. 
I'm sure he's actually. I don't know. After that creepy speech he gave to Baker Mayfield about buying the RV and all that shit, it's like, cuz, cuz, cuz. People are watching you say this. Unbelievable. Anything else? Um, no. That's about it for me. Red Sox win how many games? Uh, Red Sox in six. Who are they playing? Dodgers. Dodgers. It's a big one. L.A. Boston is becoming a thing this year because then it's going to be Lakers Celtics again. And then, Ra- and then Rams Patriots, is that what you're saying? No, no, I just told you that. The Rams were making it to the NFC. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if it was, dickhead. Well, do you, why do you think the Rams aren't making it? Because I have a firm belief that if you beat a team in the regular season, when they come back around in the playoffs, they always win. So because the Rams beat the Vikings 38-31 to 31 at home. It's hard to beat teams twice. It's hard to beat teams twice. But it happens all the time. Yeah, Patriots beat Three the Steelers times. twice. Like. Three times. Yeah, the Steelers. Le'Veon Bell got hurt on the quote, first play. Hold on. The quote, oh, I know. Believe me. <laughs> the quote is beat the team three times, not two times. Three times. It's hard to beat a team three, three times. Three times. Oh. Yeah, not two times. Because two is just division play. Saints, Vi- Saints Vikings. <laughs> it happens all the time. You people beat the team twice all the time in the regular <laughs> season. Happens all the time. I don't believe me. We're in the AFC East. I know. Fuck yourself. Thanks for having me, guys. I think we covered everything uh, the NFL was, huh? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. I think we did. We fucking killed it. I think we did. <coughs> Colts fans, how do we feel? Colts fans are good. Colts fans feel good. I, I feel good about Andrew Luck. I think he looked uh, for most of the game. He looked uh, the most like old Andrew that I've seen. He, he was able to, to escape trouble, get out of the pocket. He was real patient, like old Andrew, letting uh, the you know receiver open up again, make some plays. But that's usually when he plays a good team when he gets hit. So I don't know. Number, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing or not. He's number two in the league in touchdown passes. Uh, Eric Ebron too, by the way, balling. Detroit yeah. Lions are back. They say they called him Mike Patricia yesterday on TV. <laughs> Matt Patricia seems to have the Lions doing some good things. Finally, have a running back for Ooh. the first time ever. Carry on Johnson. Johnson, second round pick. Oh, nice. He went for yeah. 160. Good yep. for you guys, man. That's awesome. Uh, I'm happy for the Colts though. Mm. There was a time since we were at the game, we got to see it all close. There was a time Andrew Luck bailed out at the one where he could have ran That's a guy over man. for a touchdown yeah. and he chose not to. I like what we're doing there. Mm-hmm. Let's keep you maybe on the field a little bit longer. That'd the whole stadium fun. was so confused. They didn't know what to do. They were like, should we cheer? Should we he, not cheer? We sh- he didn't want to kill himself. <laughs> it's crazy. I like it. Maybe I, he'll also stay off of mountains <laughs> snow, since he's also doing that. <laughs> I like listening to Bruce Arians talk about old Andrew. He was too tough for his own good. Which isn't a smart thing. I get it. But he was a tough kid. I mean, he He's he wasn't afraid to get hit. Competitor as well. Yeah. VA, by the way, how do we think he's doing on the television? Uh, it does, I, friend does it, of the show. We yeah. will say friend of the show. Great man. It's, would love to drink with him. Knowing what he can do on a microphone because he's so freaking great when he calls into your show. He does feel I, he's, like It's he's, like he's being held back and not used in the right so. way. Yeah, I think he feels boxed in. He's uncomfortable. Yeah. Sure. It, it feels, feels uncomfortable. It mm-hmm. does, doesn't it? It feels as if he's uncomfortable in there. Yeah. And he, he looks weird, too, sitting there. Those three men booth. They pack them in there so tight. Mm-hmm. It's like, can't you just back up a little bit more? I feel like that whole area is much larger <laughs> than they make it. I don't fully understand it. I, I, I might potentially get a three-man booth opportunity at some mm-hmm. point, maybe. Sure. If I'm in there, by the way. You're going to change your whole mind. They're going to have move the camera back. Yeah, back up a little bit. <laughs> wow, so much room. Oh, that's crazy. I'm not sitting on top of each other. It's crazy. You don't have Bruce Arians sitting on Trent Green's lap. <laughs> Might be more comfortable for old Kangol Cuzzy, by the way. Elon Musk's first tunnel under LA is almost done. Expecting to open on December 10th. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got that shit from that uh, planet universe he's yep. from. Come yep. back. Did this thing quickly. Is that not what he probably made this yeah. tunnel with? Sure. I will say, though, though, it happened really growth. fast. It happened really, really fast. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. Yeah, like I, think, I think he used the cartel. Oh, that. you're saying the best tunnel builders on Earth mm-hmm. are the cartel. Yes. You don't think it's potentially his planet's tunnel digging He thing. outsourced for sure. You think he outsourced to planet Earth diggers, yep. the cartel. Yep. The cars that they're using in this thing are definitely from his planet. Correct. <laughs> yeah. They're electric. They go 155 miles an hour. Yeah. And the hi- magnetic rails. The Hyperloop ones go 700 miles an hour. <laughs> <What? laughs> Dude, he's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> he's an alien. He tweeted one time that I was used. I used to be an alien, by the way, mm-hmm. yes. to somebody, and that's a joke, I guess. I guess mm, maybe. Well, and someone said alien and Elon are very close together as far as mm-hmm. names, and then definitely LA is definitely going to. He's going to connect the tunnel from LA to Chicago, Chicago to New York. The aliens are just going to run the underground. Does he have a brother that lives here too? UGK. <laughs> Actually, no, they'll probably connect L.A. to the Denver airport, Denver airport to Mm. Chicago, Chicago to New York. I never thought about that. L.A. Elon. Can't can't forget about the fucking Denver airport. All he needs an I. Replace the O with an I. It's basically Elon. 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 He's definitely an alien, right? We're all in on this? Yeah, he's an alien. I am am literally all in. This might sound like just a gimmick. Elon Musk is an alien. Yeah, we have to make 100%. sure that every, he knows. I totally believe it. when his when he get this gets back to him because of course they're all listening. That we don't care. Like I don't care that you're an alien. You don't need to come kill us. I think you're making. I have a Tesla. I love it. It's my favorite car. Maybe that's we why appreciate we're still alive. your technology. It's faster than every other car that I have. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be fast. It's more durable than every other car that's supposed to be more durable. Yeah. We, Somehow just runs on plugging it into my house. <laughs> I like what you've done, Elon, but I do know that this shit ain't from Earth. This is You are going to your universe, to your planet, bringing back those concepts and ideas to here and mm-hmm. making it happen. But I respect it. I respect it, Elon. Percent. Good for him. That Falcon 9 was a UFO. That when I was there, I seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. I went live with it. That was a UFO. And they were like, oh, that's Elon Musk. He's figured out a way to disguise his own car mm-hmm. back to everybody. He just it was goes home. Coming in time. Yeah, he, he goes back and visits. <laughs> it was quick. an IFO. It was an IFO. Identified. Because mm-hmm. we know it's him. You ain't playing any games. We know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, according to the Center for Immigration, the South Indian language... T- Telugu is the fastest growing in the U.S., growing by 86% over the past seven years. I have no clue what that means. So what, it went from like seven people to 86 people? That's great. That would be 86%, I believe, if you do the math, quick math. Mm -hmm. What is this, Todd? Yeah, no, it just said that in certain pockets of big U.S. cities, uh, this speaking language is like taking over pretty much. It's Uh, still not one of like the top 50 spoken in the world, but they expect it to really skyrocket here in the next few years. So I want to get into, obviously everybody knows I want to get into WWE. Yeah. And I also want to get into movies. Yeah. And if you watch The Rock's Blueprint, you get into China, you're in a good spot. I want to learn how to speak Mandarin. Mm -hmm. Because John Cena just posted a video of him (laughs) speaking Mandarin. And I know he's going to make $100 million for the rest of his life every movie he puts out because he can speak Mandarin. This is something I should really Rosetta Stone the shit out of and learn Mandarin. Did he get the Erlacher? Surgery? Does no. he have hair now? That was his first time growing hair, he though. just let it grow. Yeah. he. he it's uh, Personally, as somebody who's watched John Cena for so long, it's very weird it's seeing him with hair. very weird. Erlacher, I think, looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. John Cena, for some reason, I think it, it just is weird to see him with that hair. Erlacher, very weird to see him with hair, but you go, oh, he looks good. John Cena with hair, you're like, oh, that looks weird. It man. just looks fake. 
It does, doesn't it? It looks like, yeah. uh, it looks like he just puts the, the thing on and mm-hmm. takes it off <laughs> and then speaks Mandarin. You, I need to learn how to speak Mandarin. You learning Mandarin or trying to read Mandarin would be the greatest content that we've... What are these fucking... What are these hieroglyphics? <laughs> 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 the world's largest sea-crossing bridge to open between Hong Kong and China in 2018. That's this year. The 20-billion, 34-mile bridge will go across 11 cities and affect around 68 million people. Look at these idiots. Still building stuff above ground. <laughs> <laughs> they need their own alien. Bro, hard Part of it does Catch go uh, beneath, oh, yeah, I beneath mean, the sea. The Godzilla's only, gonna wreck it in like two months. The only issue <laughs> The only issue with going under the sea <laughs> is you can never fix it. That's what New York City is currently. Correct. It's terrible. You can never fix it. You are stuck with that for eternity because they can never because it's under the, the bedrock. Is that the mm-hmm. subway yeah. sixty minutes or whatever that just came out this weekend? Something like that? I don't know. Yeah, it was about how they like can't fucking fix the subway because it's under. Well, I wouldn't even... I'd assume that is the case because we're in that goddamn bridge. What's the tunnel? Was it the Hudson? No, no it's Lincoln. The Hudson um, River? Is it the Lincoln? Might be the river, but it's a Lincoln Tunnel, I think, that yeah. goes from New Jersey into New York mm-hmm. where everybody and their mom is trying to get into the most popular city on earth. Mm-hmm. And it's only two lanes in, two lanes out, and it's under bedrock. Can't fix it. Can't change it. Can't expand oh. it. You just got to live with it forever because they want underwater. Maybe going over top is smart until you get your own alien mm-hmm. like Elon Musk. Smart. That's mm-hmm. what you need your yep. own alien. I, I I don't know how anybody thinks Elon isn't an alien at this point. That's how far into Elon Musk being an alien that I am. That's how far I'm in. I, I Matt Groening, time traveler. Uh-huh. Elon Musk is an alien. I think we're all on the same picture. Yeah. Maybe uh, there's somebody. Are, are, are list- people doubting it? Like, are people? I think maybe after this show, we we maybe do a lot of research and we put together kind of like a Groening, what you did for Groening for Elon, and then just start whipping it out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you create a car that's faster than a Lambo, Ferrari, and everything like that? It has no gas. Alien technology. What? <laughs> Alien technology. He, he didn't said, speak into the mic. No, so and weird. he didn't speak English either. He just kind of <laughs> ran his, he ran his words together. But I I heard alien technology. I think alien technology. A lioness at the Indy Zoo killed the father of her three cubs over the weekend, suffocating it to death. Strangled that motherfucking thing. I've seen a dateline like this. It's not good. That's what wives do, ain't I right, Todd? Yeah. It makes sense. They were they were together for eight years. That's about the mark where you decide, <laughs> <laughs> we're really going to be together forever. We're going to end this. <laughs> when you're in a cage together, it's like divorce is an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These guys are killing. This one really hit you. Yeah. Uh, this one really hit home in the jungle for Todd McComas. Yeah, I get that. I get that. NYPD is recalling almost 3,000 body cams oh. after one ignited and blew up over the weekend. So we got hoverboards, vape pens, and now body cameras. It was a Samsung body cam. That's probably oh, what it was. Batteries. <laughs> this also sounds like a possible, yeah, they're blowing up. So that's we can what I was thinking. Pull the body oh, cameras. I don't have to wear them anymore. Yeah. That's it. Well, it's not safe. You saw it. The one blew up mm. on fucking uh, Detective Sarge over there. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it. Detective Sarge. You, you think well, Detective Sarge's chest can handle I can't handle I'm not putting one of these body cameras on ever again. Yeah, I'm going right back in Precinct 2-5. Going right back in. I won't wear a body camera. They'll blow me up. I won't be safe. That seems like that's what Pretty happened. Pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, excuse. Host of Pat McAfee's show, Nick Marauder, blows collarbone. <laughs> that was right here on the uh, right here oh, on I the sheet. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's right here on the bottom. You, oh, you, there it is. Yeah, we don't have take a, that off. You're going to hurt yourself, man. Ty Schmidt makes a list of things we should talk about. Uh, each show. Very nice. Normally, I don't stick on them. Today, we did. We've knocked out everything, to be honest. We really did. We knocked out everything on there, which is good. Probably a pretty good show, if I had to guess. I assume it was. Ray Carruth, released from prison after almost 20 years. We talked about that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I don't think he should have. You don't think he should have been released? Not all murders are created equal. <laughs> this type of murder, where you uh, kill your pregnant girlfriend? Hire somebody. Hire someone. Yeah, either yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I don't think that's a 20-year. I think that's probably more of like a 50-year. 
It's very interesting because it, when I mentioned it earlier, it was like, well, people respect like you do your time right for the crime. By the way, his his uh, lawyer, David Rudolph, staircase lawyer. Was mm-hmm. Ray Carruth's lawyer? Really? Shit. Yeah, David Rudolph got was, him a good deal too. David, Ru- David Rudolph was his lawyer, so I got a chance to talk to David Rudolph privately after the interview with my show about everything, and he was like, "Yeah, Ray Carruth's getting out too this October." He was a client of mine. I was like, "Who's Ray Carruth?" He was like, "Oh, Carolina Panthers player who uh, hired somebody to yeah. kill his wife, basically, or girlfriend, or whatever." Yeah, David Rudolph was his. That's wild. Uh, it is crazy. Very very small world for him. It's so. I don't know if Ray Carruth knows what type of world he's walking into right now. Not a clue. He has no clue. The world has changed 44 so much. 44 years old, he comes out, and he, he has this stigma around. It's not even stigma. It's, it's a deserved True. label. It's yeah. a real thing, yeah. though. It's a real mm-hmm. thing where it's, like people, things that weren't heard about way 20 years ago are now killing people's careers, as they should, by the way. Mm-hmm. People do terrible things. It comes to light, whatever, blah, 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 keep it moving. Ray Carruth, it's known what he did 20 years ago. Yeah. And now there's he has no chance at all. He's he, never seen an iPhone. He's mu- well, most people have Goodness been is like people can't unearth bad tweets that he tweeted like six, seven years ago. <laughs> Spin zone. Optimism for Ray Carruth, possibly, <laughs> that he didn't tweet anything stupid. I don't know what he's going to He's going to have... I think he just wants to disappear. I was going to say he'll go. probably be like bagging groceries or something, won't yeah, it? Yeah, it all depends I mean, on how he chooses to handle it, right? Does he try and get into the public eye? Does he do a bunch of interviews? Does he try and, or oh. does he just kind of put his head down and get back to work? Do you set up your own paparazzi at a gas station your first trip out of jail <laughs> like O.J. Simpson did? I don't think Ray Carruth is going to do that. I think Ray Carruth is just going to disappear. Yeah. from That would be the move. That's from my conversations with his lawyer, David Rudolph. Mm. Is that Ray Caruth is just going to disappear. Oh, inside info. Oh, inside information. He could be wrong, though. Who knows? This is what I heard. I, it seems as if his lawyer told me that he is just going to want to disappear. Probably the right move, by the way. A lot of people probably wish he was still in jail, Diggs being one of them. If he just disappears and doesn't do anything wrong ever again, keep it moving. He doesn't exist in my world. It's a wild take for me to have, too. I'm proud of myself. Very moral high ground. Yeah, yeah. There. it's wild for me. It's hard to get on his side, though. I don't know. That's tough, man. It's, it's tough, tough to me. get behind him because the, the boy lived, the son lived, mm-hmm. and now he's like physically and mentally disabled. Yeah, he the rest of his cerebral life. palsy and something. Did else. the girlfriend die? Yeah, yeah, she and died. I think he is messed up from complications of her dying yeah, and then them having to. Oh, so I the thought child. it was like a Dateline where he was attempting to hire somebody and got unfoiled. Mm, no, it went through she, with it. Yeah, she actually died. She, she was shot four times, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. And the, she was able to d- deliver the baby, but oh, he, because fuck. of complications of her being wounded. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I think it should be more than yeah. 20. It's because it actually happened. And he says I he didn't went, know that. See, I thought it yeah. was because they keep saying he hired somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what actually did happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I read yeah, the thing today. Rough. It said that they were in the car together, and he like had it planned so that this guy was going to pull up a side aside them while she was still in the car and mm. she got shot four times she didn't die that day i think it was yeah a couple days later but and she was a warrior like she got on the phone made the 911 call and made sure they knew ray did this really? like that's how they yeah that's how they knew she like hung on long enough to say hey just so you know i'm dying this is the guy who did it holy shit that changes everything then what a terrible, terrible person. For him only getting 20, I mean, it also shows how good of a lawyer David Rudolph is again. <laughs> Best lawyer on earth, that yeah. guy. He's You're brain. in trouble. He's getting... a... David Rudolph's the guy. Yeah. That sucks, though. That's it does, terrible. It's, it's a terrible. It's like, what do you Because I am a firm believer, if you do your time, you know, hey, you get a second chance in this world, you know, but a crime like that, it's like, that's tough. See, 44 is young. Like, he's got a lot of yeah, time left. A lot of time. Like, he's got like 40 years left because mm-hmm. I'm sure he was living pretty healthy. You're not living unhealthy. You're not. 
abusing drugs and that's alcohol. True, that's you're, true. You know, you're eating what stand two hots and a cot or yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. You're working out probably mentally. It's probably terrible. Obviously, twenty years being in a cage, but still, he's got a lot of life left to live. I didn't know the person. I didn't know the girl mm-hmm. died. I mm-hmm. thought it was like a Dateline. They saw it all unfold. In- like it went to like a like he went to a a cop who was actually on yeah, the- yeah, like yeah one yeah. of those which yeah. which was natural to assume because that's usually the sentence a I person know- like that would get versus yes. the other. Yes, I didn't. Yeah. That's why I thought yeah. twenty years. Yeah. I was like, oh, he must have got caught in the middle. I didn't know it actually happened. Mm-hmm. I was surprised didn't bring it up in the staircase at all. You know what I'm saying? Like same kind of case, not really the same, but like a death. <laughs> it's not even close. To <laughs> Nowhere near. <laughs> well, like she, he was convicted for murdering his wife, right? What he paid an owl to come in the car. <laughs> well, no, like the whole uh, prosecution thought that she he killed her, right? Yeah, but I think David Rudolph has been the defense for... There's a lot of murders. I think he's yeah. been around a lot of murders. Yes. Now, granted, the Rake Ruth one is a big one. Uh-huh. So you would think that is a notable Someone one that you would bring up. Yeah, they would like, maybe mention. But I don't think there's any similarities between the two that it would be referenceable, if that makes yeah. sense. I don't not think, speaking for David Rudolph, but I would assume maybe that's one of those cases where he's like... I'm not here to prove you innocent. I'm here to get you the oh, best gotcha. deal possible because that's my job. Yeah. God damn it. So they caught the guy that shot her? Yep. Yeah. And then he just rolled over on Ray? Uh, I well, think so. Yeah, I think so. He got, yeah. four, he got 40 years. The guy that did it got 40 years in yeah, jail? Yeah, the guy that shot her. So I probably kept him, I'm guessing, kept him from the death sentence as giving mm-hmm. information on who hired him. Probably, if I had to guess. How much do you think Ray paid that guy? Mm, that's what we need to know. Uh-huh. We hear of all these grand. ridiculous ones where people try to do five it. Five grand. People people pay on Dateline. Yeah. It's like five grand, 7,500 bucks sometimes. Yeah. It's like motherfuckers are dying for 7,500 Why does bucks. a first-round draft pick pay? It's different probably. He was 24 in a first-round draft pick, so he was playing for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Like he was a star of their team. He had like a $13.7 million contract or something, I think, like back then. So It's a pretty big one. Yeah. What the fuck's he doing? I'm no longer on his side. <laughs> I was never on his side. Yeah, no, yeah, you were yeah. never on it. You but were I was always you were giving him the benefit. Yeah, of the yeah like, you did the crime. You do the time. I didn't know that it actually killed somebody though. That's fucking terrible. I didn't know the hitman thing ever worked. By the way, mm-hmm. just like I, I never believe people in high speed chases ever get away because all, <laughs> all you see on TV is high speed chase yep. bust. Mm-hmm. All you see on TV is hitman fake hire bust. Bing, bang, boom, yeah. you keep it moving. I didn't know it actually ever happens. It's, it's a, I, but it's such a, a fascinating thing to me, you bringing it up. It's perfect because how do you treat this person? The, justice was served. This is what justice said justice is. He complied. He did it. Mm-hmm. And from what I say, he was a model inmate. He had a job. He worked in there, and he did his time. And now he's out, and he said, all I want to do is try to you know develop a relationship with my son, which is weird because he's a victim of it. But... You know, it's, I don't know. What do you do with the person then? I don't know. If you're a world like we are that's supposed to, prison is supposed to accomplish this thing. You're supposed to be punished for yeah. your crimes. And, and reform. That's what everyone yeah. wants, right? Ideally, that's and if what he's they want. A, if he's a different person now, I mean, that's a horrible, obviously, choice to make. But if you spent 20 years or 18 years in prison and now you are a different person. He was a very young man when he went in there. What do you do with him? What do we do? How do how, what, how, what happens with Ray Cruz? Yeah. That'll be a very interesting question that time will tell. I mean, he's not babysitting my kid, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, you know. know what? Casey Anthony Ray Carruth both fuck <laughs> have a kid keep him over. That's what happens. Yeah. Dicks can see it happening. Look, he's he's picturing it right now. Uh, last stat here, Nick Moraldo, collarbone, uh, R.I.P. Saturday, October 20th. Mm, I have here on the notes. 
I'm a piece of shit. It says fractured in mine. Fractured? Mm-hmm. Mine says rest in peace. It just died. Oh, okay. Yours fractured? Six, 12 weeks. I have the, me- I have weeks? the medical version of the notes. Too, High level, top notch, grade one piece of shit. Nick, <laughs> Nick Marado uh, used to have two functioning collarbones. Used to have two functioning hands. Yeah, it was a good clavicle. It was a good clavicle. I think people would say that Nick Marado's clavicle was above average. Oh, yeah. People were Didn't stick out too clavicles. much, but there was some nice definition. Mm-hmm. You know? Not yeah. strong. It wasn't strong, but it was good. It was, yeah, I it mean, was, it made it 32 years. Yeah, but it never really got tested much. It was more of a model <laughs> clavicle as opposed to an action clavicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say it's a I good, think we all good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. I do have a good model shape. Mm-hmm. What happened? What, yeah, what did yeah. happen to your clavicle that had a good run for 32 years there? Uh, let's see. What did I tell people so far? Um, <laughs> I told them that I fell off a ladder working around the house. Oh, real man, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mentioned... Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was windy Saturday. I mentioned <laughs> it was a pickup football game. Yeah, uh, but no, the real story is I was out with Zito and Evan. We went out to go get some food, mm-hmm. had a couple drinks, uh, got a little excited. We, we hit some pull tabs, won a $500 pull tab. It was going to be a good day. hi yo, hitting those pull tabs, by the way, seems like hitting a Powerball when you're in there because everybody's yep. losing on this. Oh, we were riding high after that. Riding so high, awesome. Chevy riding high, boy. For yep. you that don't know a pool tab, which I didn't know what it was, you go to a bar and it's basically these little... Tabs that pop open, it's just like a scratch off. Yeah. You're basically getting a scratch off at the bar. The bar rakes in money. One person out of 5,000 wins. Pretty much. And if you win $500 while you're in the bar, you're considered kind of a piece of shit if you just close your tab and leave with the $500. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like a cash game to, yeah, poker. Yeah. You're supposed to spend it in the bar on your friends. Yeah. It's stupid. It's a stupid thing, yeah. but it's very addicting it's and enjoyable. Yeah. But, anyways. The group you guys were with won $500. You guys were riding very high. Yeah, and you guys know I've had some shit going on. I've been kind of down in the dumps more than usual, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I was like, this Saturday, I was like, you know what? Let's let it go. Let's have a good time. Oh. Let's get out there. Let's go after it. And oh, we the, did. The you glass know? was half oh, full on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Very positive Nick on Saturday. Wow, that's crazy. Optimistic Nick. It's weird how this works. Optimistic Nick. <laughs> so Foxy says, he mentions that he has to go back to the office to get a camera for your showing tomorrow mm-hmm. the old man bit yeah i was like okay whatever no problem he was like let's 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 run back there and then we'll come back out i was like all right cool we walk outside i'm We're sorry like, that didn't affect your evening by the way foxy big day the next day we'll just go get the camera drunk and we'll, we'll go we'll go back out just had to charge it up that's all yeah that's all mm-hmm. seventy thousand dollars for cancer it's no big deal no big deal i'll go out i'll go back oh out. no we were in at a good time oh yeah 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 of yeah, course, this of, is course. Time. Yeah, of course of course so we're like, all right, you know, what are we going to get an Uber walk? Blah, 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 blah. $70,000 for cancer. Yeah. And we'll kind go of and then we'll go back. Life-changing for someone who is a victim of cancer. Anybody yeah. who could potentially have cancer. Yeah, we'll go, we'll oh, go. it was life-changing trip for sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, Zito, I think, was like, let's scoot. There's scooters right here. Uh, Don't put that on me. It was. It was Zito that said it. I heard him say it. So, thing. you know, immediately in my head, I thought, Probably shouldn't. Probably. My first thought was just stay at the bar and keep drinking. Second thought was get an Uber. Third thought was like, all right, I'll jump on here. Everyone's doing it. Let's go. In my defense, though, I would never want to do a physical activity like scooter. Even though they're electric, you got to push start. I would never want to do that. I would, I'm pushes. an Uber guy. Yeah. You very much wanted to do it in so facto that I tried to sign up and download the app and it wouldn't accept my credit card, which was another warning sign that I shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. And that Zito actually got the scooter for me on his account. Nice, nice guy. guy. Yeah. Because I was a very I nice guy. I appreciate it. it. A nice guy. So we get on the scooters. We go over. We go to the office. Foxy charges the camera. It's like four blocks. Yep. Yeah, not too far, but amazingly fun. Like we're zooming yeah, on these things, so and awesome. you know, I'm like, this they're is a great time. Nice. Let's go. Fifteen miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, they're fast. Mm, yeah. Very fast. Yeah. And you know, we're on the sidewalks. Apparently, you're not supposed to be on the sidewalks. Nope. Says as soon as you start the ride. <laughs> 
says don't go on sidewalks. <laughs> didn't know that because I didn't have the app on my phone. Oh, Zito didn't tell you. Zito no. should, that's a Zito. Sounds like a lawsuit coming. Oh, it sounds like a Zito too. Like, mm, but well, we won't finish the deal. Yeah. What's David Rudolph <laughs> doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in, on the trip there, I got, I got a little cocky, and I was like, we were really gunning it. You know, hammer down the whole way. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I can't believe more people don't get hurt on these things. These things fly. Like, mm-hmm. how aren't some old motherfucker get on this and just bust their face open? Mm-hmm. So on the way back. You know, I'm already, I've already made one trip. I'm like, we're good to go. Yeah. So I start zooming down the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. I'm looking behind me, seeing what's going on. All of a sudden, I felt a little wobble, tried to ditch it, took like one or two steps, knew I was going down, tried to tuck and roll, tucked, didn't roll as much as I wanted to, right under my shoulder, snap. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Sam yeah. Bradford. Mm-hmm. So immediately I knew something was wrong, and I popped up, and I grabbed my shoulder. I was like, ah, oh, that fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, that hurt. I'm gripping my teeth. like, oh, fuck. I'm walking around thinking, like, okay, okay, okay. You're all right. You popped right back up. You picked the scooter up. You're good. You get back on it. You keep going. I knew. I couldn't lift my arm above my shoulder. I, I was like, something is wrong. He texted me for a diagnosis. I told him it was just a sprain. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my head, I was I like, told him it's just a <laughs> I was like, all right, I either broke my collarbone, it's an AC joint, classic Andrew Luck situation, or my shoulder separated, which would have been the highlight. That would have been the goal right there is a shoulder separation. I get home. I'm like, all right, I'll sleep it off, see how I feel tomorrow, wake up, go to the Colts game with you guys, have a good time, grit and bear it the whole time. After that, I'm like, I should go get an x-ray. Go get an x-ray. Uh, I'm in the x-ray room. The x-ray tech takes the x-rays, and I'm looking at them. They're on the wall. I can see them. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't look, there looks like there's nothing there. And by this point, it, all, it already feels a little bit better. I'm more loose with oh, it. Oh, things off the, we're coming Yeah, I'm like, all right, shoulder separation. Here we go. This is good. Ligaments, you know, who needs them? They'll, they'll loosen up. They'll be good. Uh, we, I was like, oh, so nothing too jarring, I assume, because he didn't seem out of the ordinary. He's like, well, technically, I can't really read it. I can't tell you. Legally, I'm not allowed to read it. I was so like, okay, you, first, it's fine. Radiology is a four-year school. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Need another six years <laughs> yeah. to read that thing. But I was like, no big deal. This guy seems casual about it. I go sit down. Uh, the nurse practitioner comes back in the room. She goes, she knocks on the door. Slowly opens it and goes, yeah, it's way broke. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. That's year seven, by the way. It's way broke. (laughs) By the way, it's way broke, bro. That thing's way broke. I'm going back now and I'm looking because I was a drunk at a wedding, 945 on Saturday night. He goes, 40% chance I broke collarbone. I said, love that. You fall? (laughs) <laughs> just vibing shoulder love bumping. that man you just fall or- I love, love what you're doing so I think this is a message for everybody these lion and bird scooters are incredibly fun mm. they're saving the environment one scoot at a time you're not using gas they're efficient they, you don't have to pay much but what they don't come with is a confidence warning mm. you're going to be tooting around on that thing it's just a two and a half inch piece of metal that you're standing on by the way three inches metal across mm-hmm. and you're going 15 miles an hour and you might be on there for 10-15 minutes and you might really start feeling yourself you might think back to the days in high school when you were a Tony Hawk pro skateboarder or maybe you were on a mongoose BMX bike <laughs> and you were just fucking grinding everywhere you had the shoes that could grind on and you think you know what I have good balance. I'm a monster on this thing. I've been on here 10 minutes or so. I figure it out. Mm -hmm. I know where the brakes are. But what it doesn't tell you is, hey, listen, 
your confidence is wrong. <laughs> this is something like you haven't done in 10 years from now. You haven't done for 15 years. Your body weight is going to send you one way and this scooter is going to go another way out of nowhere. When I was on that thing in LA, it was my first time ever bird scootering mm -hmm. around. I thought on numerous occasions, I have no clue how people don't fuck themselves up because it's very easy to be wide open. And then if you have to stop with the quickness, there's a lot of dexterity there from thumb to brake to everything. And then the wobble quick out of uh, nowhere. And it's only three inches wide that you're standing on. Yes. And there's, there's a lot of potential for injury. Not that I ever want them to see them disappear, but I have no clue how they're going to withstand the lawsuits that are going to get, not from Nick, but from humans exactly like Nick, yes. who not only popped their collarbone but potentially their face and head open which is right around the corner you are exactly there's very little i just rode one the other day and i was like there's very little between me and the street right now and the problem is if you have to for some reason because a flaw in the street or whatever bail from that your feet are at zero miles an hour when they're on there oh yeah and I then they have to quick. in a blink of an eye be 15 miles an hour yep that means you're gonna fall well, you gotta be an athlete so yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> well they don't tell you about the uh holes in the sidewalk that they give donkey tours down to the bottom of. <laughs> <laughs> indianapolis well i'm happy for you chicken wing i think it's a good thing <laughs> but yeah oh. i took a lot of shots there foxy you know, that i mean it's all on me i know it i'm an idiot like i deserve what i got I don't. I think you're being a little hard on yourself. I mean, that's a very difficult thing. When I was on it in, when I was on it in Los Angeles, I very much understood how people get fucked up on it because yeah. I, I have a motorcycle. I am a person who has good balance. I can hoverboard around anywhere. I have great balance. I'm very, I'm, I'm very lucky with that whole thing. But there was a couple times where I was in LA where I almost fucking ate shit. I'm like, man, you got some people who are very unathletic looking motherfuckers trying to spend 50 cents to get a quarter of a mile there. There are some bad situations that could be cooking here. And, Nick, who's an athlete in all names, is now Frankie One Arm, and I can't wait to watch his clavicle recover. You might need a surgery, huh? They say, I think it's like 5 to 10% of people who break their collarbone need surgery. You can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're proud of you. We're thankful for you. And I can't wait to see how this turns into some content. You can't use your right hand for the next at least month, which is hysterical to think about. You're a right-handed man. It's awesome. I drive a stick. You know, can't do that. Yeah, he has to borrow. Oh, yeah, you have a manual transmission. Yeah, he has to borrow one of my cars. Fuck. Yeah, he has to borrow one of my cars. Supposed to oh. move. Supposed to move in like three weeks. That's gonna be tough oh, to do. Oh no! Oh, sounds like Ty's God. moving for two. Well, <laughs> we got movers, so I don't know. How much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be doing. You let him have the company car. What's that? The company car? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to give him a company car. I'm going to give him a company car for sure. Very grateful for that. It wasn't the company Bentley, but I didn't ask for the top. <laughs> you know, I just, anything I can get at that, this point. That Bentley's battery's dead. It's got one busted clavicle, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want that. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. Send us a picture of something a person with one arm can do, because that's what Nick's life is for the next six weeks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a blast. Uh, we're so thankful for all of you. So, so thankful for all of you. Go and download mybookie.ag. Uh, first deposit, 100% bonus. Thursday, we have a BPAP McAfee. we got to figure out what it is, but we'll let you know on the social medias. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, we're so thankful for you. You guys are the absolute best. Have an incredible Tuesday. We'll see you on Thursday. Heartland Radio 2.0 is manana. Cheers. Have a great day. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.